Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. She's back. Ashton. I'm back. Hi, everyone. Have a good time. I had a lovely time. Yeah, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. I was in Rome for one week, and then I was sitting on my sofa with my boyfriend and my cats for a full week after that. And that oh, was really it was nice. That nice. Yeah. I wasn't sure where you. Well, it was kind of, it was six days because I got back Monday night and then I left Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So, But it was nice. I ate lots of pasta, did lots yeah. of walking. Mm-hmm. Um, did you burn? I didn't burn. Excellent. No, um, I didn't well get that much of a tan because even though it was 35 degrees, which was, I would say, too hot. Too hot. Um, and it, but it was kind of overcast and humid. Oh, yeah. So, but it was a couple of days that were really nice. So I do have some tan lines, but um, we didn't really sit in the sun. It was a lot of walking around. So right. didn't burn. Walking. But it was, yeah. I think we did like 20,000 steps a day, which I would say is too many steps. That's way too many. Too many steps in too hot weather. Yeah. 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 But I discovered I really like those electric scooters that they kind of dot around. You know how we have them in Newcastle? Yeah. Well, in Rome, there's about four different companies that have like scooters all over the place. Okay. And we found one on like our first night and we were scooting around outside the Vatican on our little electric scooters. <laughs> That's what they're for. Doing donuts yeah. outside the Vatican and it was a lot of fun. You're doing um, your sign of the cross. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, I think we spent like over 100 euro on scooters like <laughs> wow but it was great i had a great time i need to try one of these scooters they, they are pretty fun. fun but i don't want to use them in newcastle because it's all hills and wet slippy floors mm. Mm. in rome dangerous. it's a lot of cobbles yeah. so that was kind of i was oh, being right. like vibrated around a lot but Excellent. i got off the metal off the scooter and my metal leg was still like reverberating from like the vibration so i, oh I was God. like what is wrong i was like i couldn't walk properly for like a couple minutes after we got off but is that like when you oh. go on it's quite fun though go on like a ferry for a couple of hours yeah. and then you get off and you can you still feel like you're on the ferry. Yeah. I'm really sensitive to that. Like I can really? go if I go like rowing on a river, you know, you go to like a nice a nice town for the day with your family and they're like, Oh, let's go on the boats. Mm-hmm. No, is that just me? <laughs> no, uh, I'm from Cambridge, we do punting. Yeah, punting. Yeah. Well. If I go on on like even just in a rowing boat, when when I'm in bed that night, I feel like I'm bobbing around. Mm. Yeah. I like that sensation though. I, I don't mind it. it yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah. 
It's like when you close your eyes and you just sort of feel like you're falling. Mm. I do not I like, like that I like embracing sensation. that. Yeah, just I don't mind the call it. of the void. I don't like it when it happens really suddenly when you're falling asleep and you go, whoa, like that. Oh, yeah. No, That's not horrid, so sudden, but, but I like know when you mean. close your eyes and it's like, we... You just feel like you're tumbling. Oh, yeah. right, okay. I was yeah. going to say not, that, not like, that one. I'm going to like, I don't like that one. No, I don't like being snapped awake because I think I'm going to die. I no. Like no. I've woken up swinging before. I just about to punch someone. It's <laughs> happened a couple of times. Yeah, I've hit the wow. wall. I've hit the wall a couple of times. Jeez. It's really weird. Well, I went on holiday. I also saw I call them dream ghosts. Shut um, up. Where, Stop it. When I wake up what? in the middle of the night, I can see people in the room. That's sleep paralysis. <laughs> no, I had that yeah. once. Yeah. Dream ghosts. <laughs> well, because it only happens when I'm not in my own well, it doesn't only happen when I'm not in my bed. But there was one guy that was really Well, let's tall. save it. Save it for after dark. Okay, we'll save it for after dark. But yeah, I saw some dream to, ghosts while I was away. If you want to hear about the dream ghosts uh, on next oh. week's After Dark podcast, <laughs> uh, then go and support us it's on... It's mean of me. People are going to be like, oh, flipping Peter off. Patreon.com forward slash team triple jump an exclusive podcast podcast at a certain tier part mm-hmm. of the reason Can i stopped that is because i've got my own dream ghost story and i don't want us to do two dream ghost stories before we get that will be embarrassing one of you true. would have to change yeah. and also this is our video that's game what podcast. i mean yeah. Yeah. we, we promise you on. this is a podcast about video games each and every week we're sponsored by a very real video ga- <laughs> yeah. game adjacent sponsor ashton you do have the ad read there but before you get to it i just want to say at the top of the show that there will be no talk of summer game fest this episode because we're recording ahead of the show which is frustrating because exactly the same thing happened last week yeah with um that state other one state of play <laughs> and obviously you know the podcast is going out before the xbox showcase as well so we won't be able to talk about that here so next podcast we'll be able to talk all about the not e3 announcements and mm. stuff like that just Some so you're aware and xbox yeah well, Ben, that was a lie. Um, because <laughs> there will be mention. There of will be Game mention Fest. of Summer Game Fest um, and E3. Right. Um, because as we know, E3 is not happening this year. No. So Jeff Keighley's really lovely, lovingly taken on the baton of just being the daddy of gaming. Um, so, of course, he was like, well, how do I get people to know that this is still happening when E3 isn't? So he's legally changed his name. Um, and he let me know first because mm-hmm. he tweet, obviously tweets about everything yeah. on his Twitter. But he was like, I'll save this one for you to get back off holiday. I hope this is going where I think it so is. So he's legally changed his name. Um, so this year's Summer Game Fest is, of course, organized and hosted by Jeff Keithreely. Jeff Keithreely. No, I was just could, expecting you, Jeff Keithree, to be honest. It could have, oh, it could have yeah. been G3 would have worked as well. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know why you're criticizing his name change. No. Well, because yeah, it's he's not a, like he just made it. It's not like I just made this up. He chose it. Jeff is silly. Sorry, Jeff Keithreely. He didn't mm. want to like completely change his name because everyone obviously knows him as Jeff Keely. So if so he, he just left that, he added that. the extra syllable <laughs> yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Jeff Keithreely's Summer Game Fest. Okay, yeah. As some, is apostrophe S Summer Game Fest also part of his name? <laughs> no, no. Oh, Don't okay. be silly. All right. Because like, when he comes to host the Game Awards, it can't be Jeff Keith Threeley Summer Game Fest's Game Awards, can Well, it? unless he adds that on there as well. Yeah, it just He's keeps progressing. He's also got a Gamescom opening night live too. That's true. I yeah, like that they're there. calling it Jeff Keith Threeley's Summer Games Fest now that he's changed his name, whereas before it wasn't called <laughs> Jeff Keeley's Summer Games Fest. Mm. It was just Summer Games Fest. And then maybe in tiny writing with Jeff presented Keighley. and presented by Jeff. By Keighley. Jeff Keighley. But no, Jeff now it, now he wants Jeff everyone Keighley to know. Apostrophe Summer, S, Summer Game Games Fest. Fest. Yeah. By the way, it's singular Game. Oh, Fest. Game Fest. And it? it took Game me ages Fest. to get that oh. because 
it's so it feels so natural to say games fest but it's not it's ga- one game singular one game for some <laughs> reason i did for a really long time i think you were aware of this i think you might even correct me once in an edit um i, I think you mean lower lower uh i for a very long time would say monster hunter worlds plural oh, yeah and i think i must have it must have there must oh, have been another God. game that maybe had worlds as a subtitle and i was just like lifting it from there in my head i used to say it all the time huh monster hunter worlds it's easily it's easily done. Mm. You, you sort of it's that it's the Mandela effect. It is. You're like that's that's what that is, and that's what that's always been. In yeah. the days I when I didn't have a PS, well, I never had a PS3, but when I had an Xbox 360, and I used to hear about this Nathan Drake game people were playing, I thought it was called Uncharted because that is Uncharted, Uncharted. like Uncharted territory, because mm. that's a more common commonplace word than Uncharted. Isn't it Uncharted territory? Yeah, I thought it was Uncharted Isn't it Uncharted, Uncharted Waters? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's that. But I think but it's un- Uncharted Uncharted. Territory. Well, I, that, yeah, that's what I mean, Uncharted Waters. It's I think e- look, see how confusing it is? Exactly. It's all over the place. But that's the, why there's the, only one game. And the, the constant truth that runs through this entire conversation is that he's changing his name to Jeff Keith, really. Yeah. That's no, what, what it's not the constant truth. This is, is stupid. A lie. I don't know why I got up today. So there was no truth at all in no. any of that. It's called Summer Games Fest. That no, was no, the truth. <laughs> it's, not. <laughs> it's not called that. But he didn't change his name. Okay. Unfortunately. Well, but if he if he's annoying. thinking about it, we've given him a couple of suggestions as what he could change his name to. Well, that's Mike. Mike Keeley. Mike Keeley. Yeah. Keith sure. Keeley. <laughs> Get a little bit of alliteration in there. That's fun. You could call yourself Keely Keely. Yeah, exactly. Keely Keely. Yeah. That's what he's got to call his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> there is some truth, though, because apparently uh, this year at Summer Games Fest, they will be announcing <laughs> Uncharted 4, mm. co- uh, 5, colon, Worlds. Yeah. Worlds. That's yeah. coming out. <laughs> Uncharted Worlds. Yeah. Brilliant. Good. So good. Uh, no, that's not the official sponsor. The official sponsor of this podcast is, of course, our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you get access to the post regarding this podcast where you can submit questions and we might pick them and we might answer them. And also at other tiers, you get access to the After Dark podcast where you can learn about Ashton's Dream ghosts. Spaced ghosts. Mm. Uh, you're going to have to make Spaced a note ghosts. of that because we're going to forget. By the time we get there, we're not going to have spoken about okay. that. Okay. I don't and know. Might, we'll there's, remember. A, there's a pen over there. I think, well, yeah, there is. <laughs> Someone get up and okay. get just, set, just set a reminder. Just set a okay. reminder. Remind me in one hour that Ashton needs to talk about her spook friends. I mean, that might you might get that reminder mid Podcast. Towards the end of this podcast. spooked friends. Well, that's fine. I'll look at my phone. Okay. Okay. Uh, it won't make a loud. You need to talk about spooked friends. No, it won't. Um, it won't. It's on shame. silence. So it won't even vibrate. It'll uh. just, it'll just look beep. It'll do that <laughs> silently. Uh, well, the, we've got to do something now, haven't we? Probably one of those questions. Probably I the thought. first one. Ten I minutes reckon. into the podcast. This is from Chris Law, who says, "Hey, Bappy." My Lil Jump is six and loves video games. We played so much Humans Fall Flat, which incidentally is actually called Human Fall Flat. Yes, that's actually true. Uh, And I need something else to co-op with him. But I found most games aren't super kid friendly. Do you think there's been a 180 shift from games becoming a kid's entertainment source to a primarily adult uh, form of such? Uh, P.S. Any game suggestions are welcome. Thanks for all, comma, Claw. Chris Law. Claw. Crystal, it's funny that isn't it? Because when we were younger, it was very much the stereotype. If it was ever like presented on the news or in a depicted in TV or film, it would be that it's this sort of nerdy, awkward teenager hobby. Whereas now, maybe there is a bit more of a shift towards 
an adult audience. Yeah, because those um, people that think that way are dying. Yes, I think that could be it. And also the people who were teenagers in that time are now adults. Still playing games. Who are still playing games and have probably spawned other humans yeah. at this point. Such spawned. as Chris Law, <laughs> other humans. Yeah. Um, well, I slightly misread... Th- it doesn't really make a difference. I slightly misread this and thought it said any PS game suggestions are welcome, but it says right. PS. PS. Any game suggestions. So I, mine are all PlayStation focused, but that's fine. Okay. Um, Sackboy's Big Adventure? No, that's called Sackboy Big Adventure. Sackboy, our, 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 big, our adventure. big adventure. Will we ever get anything right today? Sackboy's World. I'm going to yeah. start adding S's onto things just for funsies. Ashton's. Sackboy, a big adventure. I had a lot of fun playing uh, with Ben Potter. And I mm. think it's, I mean, it can be a bit tricky, that game. Yeah, it's a bit brutal in places, but a lot of the stuff is optional. Yeah. You don't have to do all the challenge things. And at least if one of you is good, mm. you can sort of carry the team through. So If one of you isn't a six-year-old. Yeah, exactly. So I think your little jump will still have fun in that game. And it's got Rules Boss in it as well. It's got kids rules love boss. Rules Boss. Yeah. They do. Uh, it's also it's our one... highest testing among the kid demo. <laughs> yeah. Also a, a co-op game with an almost rules boss character in it that may not actually be as kid appropriate as I would like it to be. It takes two. That's absolutely not appropriate <laughs> for your six-year-old. It's uh, not appropriate. No, when, in places. When the, the elephant gets killed. Yeah. Yeah, there's elephant murder and some light swearing and some marital, st- well, a great deal of marital stuff. Yeah, and sad children. But gameplay, Mommy. so I did put a big question mark <laughs> next to this. I know that it's not really six-year-old friendly, but gameplay-wise... It's super fun. It is really, it's Mm. a very fun game. So it's a shame that it's probably not ideal for your six-year-old, but maybe one to just keep keep in mind for when they're One for the dads. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, perhaps. And Uh, mums. And mums. Mums aren't allowed. No, that's the whole point of the game, is that the dad and mum won't play together. It's either just for mums or just for dads. They can't share it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Mm. Kids like Minecraft. Kids, love, Kids Minecraft. love Minecraft. They do. Uh, you can play that split screen on console, uh, or you can you know play on PC if you've got a couple of if you've got a laptop or something and a PC. Mm-hmm. Um, your child will definitely enjoy that if they're not already big into Minecraft. Uh, and you know you can have it on peaceful mode and make it a lot more safe and secure for your child. Uh, and then a game that I've not actually played but would love to play and I've been meaning to play for a long time is Unravel Two, mm. which looks mm. lovely. Uh, again, I don't know, because I've not played it, I don't know how it is difficulty-wise for perhaps a six-year-old, but it seems like the kind of thing that you might be able to play with the family. Yeah. Um, I think you've played it, haven't you, Ben? No, I've been meaning to for ages. I've got oh. it. I own it. Oh, right, okay. not I'm the same. Oh, so none of us have played it. I was hoping someone would be able to tell me whether it's a good no, answer or not. The first one isn't co-op, but the second one Terrible is. answer. Terrible answer. Peter. It's a really hard game. It's yeah. the Dark Souls yeah. knitted game. It's got it lots of blood and gore in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are my recommendations uh, and, and my answer to the actual question as well, which is, do I think that there's been a shift is, yeah, sort of. <laughs> Ashton? Well, we're on fire today, we? are we? doing so good. Um, yeah, so like I said, I think a lot of the kids that played games when they were younger, who these games were aimed at, are now adults. So the games industry has kind of like grown with Mm -hmm. us and has become a lot more focused on the consumer that will spend the money which is inherently adults because kids who are six they don't have any money unless they steal it which they might do Mm. um but i think that like there is still games out there that are made for kids but a lot of them are made for kids in a way that like you can't really play them as an adult without feeling like this is trash. Like yeah. it's it's a kid's game in the sense that 
you have to be below the age of 10 to enjoy it. Or it's a game that is not for kids is kind of like the two segments. There is obviously some overlap in terms of quite a lot of like Nintendo games are very wholesome. A lot of the ones I have come to suggest are like Nintendo games because a lot of them are very wholesome and designed to play with other people. Um, well, not all of them, but a bunch of them. So there's definitely like room for for these games in a lot of places, but I do think they are harder to come by. I think most, like we've discussed quite a lot, is that couch co-op games are very hard to come by yeah, nowadays, right. especially good ones. So, um, yeah, it's not... I don't think it's in inherently because they're, like, moving away from being a kid's entertainment source. I just think there's a big divide between if it's a kid's game and if it's a game for adults. And I think kids' games don't sell very well because a lot of people would rather not play a game that's designed for kids. But... Um, but there's still some out there. You just got to hunt for them. Um, in terms of games, I would suggest, depending on how much you like kind of turn-based games, Mario versus Rabbids on Nintendo Switch has a cult mode and a versus mode. And I have been playing a lot of that, which we'll talk about in a bit. And I've been really enjoying the cult mode mm. in that. So um, maybe that's a suggestion. A su suggestion. Mm. Oh. Um, also, Super Mario 3D World is four-player. Um, on Nintendo Switch and if you like Mario games it's a bit challenging in places and me and my boyfriend struggled through it in some places because it's quite difficult but it's still pretty fun and colourful and kids like things that are colourful and fun um, and you can play as Toad and you can make him into a little cat and that's kind of cute. So, a cat toad. Cat toad. Yeah. Um, and also, like, a lot of the Lego games are pretty yeah. easy to pick up. Um, Lego Star Wars less, I think it's less kid-friendly than... A lot of the other Lego games, things like Lego Harry Potter and um, Lego Marvel superheroes are pretty good at picking up. Like they're pretty easy to pick up and you can like do most of the leg work while a kid can like smash up everything that they can yeah. in Lego. So it's like one of those ones where you as an adult could probably enjoy it, but also your little jump would also have fun, I reckon. Um, but those are just a few suggestions, but we've definitely suggested like couch co-op games before but for kids i think those ones probably would work quite well a way out a way out yeah <laughs> yes it's perfect for kids ideal uh i'd say that there are in regards to the question about there being fewer i mean less, mm, mm, I mean less uh, yeah. games for kids these days i'd say that there are certainly more games catering to a mature audience than there ever has been because of what you guys have spoken about with the games industry sort of maturing itself as the years have gone by and mature games in the 90s were largely just blood and boobs yeah mm. and that was that was it uh whereas now we're we're telling complex narratives with uh characters that have personalities and hopes and ambitions mm. uh but i prefer my games to have boobs and blood well, and you no can still have and those. no emotion. You can still have those. They're on Steam. They are. And you can also still have any kid game you want. Kid games are released every single week. They are, by the wheelbarrow load, just dumped onto digital storefronts everywhere you could possibly <laughs> look for them. Any sort of princess unicorn game you can imagine, if you Google it, if you search for it on your relevant storefront, there's probably like 12 of them. Just and be careful it's not like a secret sexy game. That's unlikely on PlayStation or any of the consoles, but on Steam, on Steam, that could, that could happen. Make yeah. sure you check the ratings. Point is, 
while there certainly used to, it certainly seemed like there used to be more kids games than there are now. I think it's just because the quality has gone down. There are still loads of kid games, not necessarily ones that Chris will enjoy playing with his uh, little jump, but they do still exist and there are a lot of them. Uh, there's all sorts of like weird kart races starring kid YouTubers and stuff like that. There's, yeah. there's, re there, there's tons of stuff, but it's just not given the spotlight uh, because they're, because it's crap uh, and it doesn't deserve it uh, because there's more exciting things. And honestly, which six-year-old is reading, uh, you know, VGC.com, for mm. example, or IGN. So they're not going to talk about the latest unicorn game or yeah. whatever it is that the kids want to play. However, there are still some good games that have had the spotlight shone on them that, that you would probably enjoy playing uh, with your child. Uh, if you enjoyed... Uh, humans fall flat there's also gang beasts which is this or gang beast which is also <laughs> essentially exactly the same mm -hmm. game uh, so maybe consider giving that a go uh, we've already talked about minecraft the lego games golf with your friends is a fairly oh, simple yeah. one if if your if, if your child is able to understand how that works and maybe have a look at some of the telltale games as well not the mature ones obviously the walking dead, the walking dead <laughs> is a must uh, as is the wolf among us but perhaps give the Minecraft Telltale series a go. It's really low stakes and crap, but it'll appeal to kids. And I think it's even been ported to Netflix. So you can probably play it through Netflix. But I imagine that, that would be quite cheap on various digital storefronts as well. So maybe look into that mm. as an idea. Sort of could be like a bedtime kind of game. Let's let's play a chapter of the yeah. terrible Minecraft Telltale game together. Uh, or something similar. But there's loads of stuff out there, uh, good and bad, but mostly bad. Uh, so I think you're right, Ashton, as well, that, that maybe uh, did, there was perhaps more of an overlap when we were younger. Um, or I guess maybe there was a, just a more limited selection of games. So yeah. adults were just, adults were playing Croc, but nowadays adults would not play Croc kind mm. of thing, you know, like on PS1. So, yeah. And the studios that made those games that were really good then are still really good now. Yeah. But they're just making games not like that. And even things or... like A Hat in Time and Ukulele, which are rein almost reinventions of the kind of games that we played when we were kids, mm. um, it, they, they weren't really aimed at kids, those games. They were sort of aimed at adults who yeah. played those games mm. as kids. Truly games that were like the games we played in the 90s don't really exist now in no. that they're not really as approachable for children as perhaps they used to be because they were simpler. Uh, so, yeah, those those kinds of games just don't really exist. No, they had to kind of appeal to both crowds back then, and nowadays mm. that's not the case. So It's a nostalgia trip as much yeah. as anything else. Uh, but there we are. It's time to move on to a section that you've actually missed twice, Ashton, which <sighs> you, you must be kicking yourself You're gonna about love it. because uh, we have never done it before as... Uh, as a, as a group okay um it's written there i don't know if you want to try and pronounce it it's uh, got a pronunciation guide next to it what we playins so close it's time for what we play in peter yeah what have you been playing talking of games that have been have come out recently desperately trying to recapture stuff from the late 90s early noughties mm. i've been playing ko the kangaroo okay oh i uh, thought it was cow a yeah. lot of people think it's cow it's ko because he has boxing gloves because you know kangaroos punch right. people and he knocks you out ko ko 
So um, is it? So is the a? Is an a sound not an ah? It's spelled silly. Yeah. 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 They probably should have just put a y in it. K a y o maybe or something like that. Cow. Ca- so many people think it's cow, mm. um, but it's ko. Yeah. Okay. Even the PR oh. email address, uh, email that I got way back when they were first sort of sending out to all the outlets, uh, they'd put a pun in like the first sentence, and the pun would only work if you said ko instead of cow. A very sort of subtle way. Yeah, I think say, it was their way of hey, saying this, this is how is it's pronounced. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but oh man, I'm. I'm really mad at that game Oh, for like oh. letting itself down oh. Oh. because I wasn't like super excited for this. I knew that, um, so it's not like a, from a AAA, it's not like a, a big, you know, uh, it's not gonna be one of the blockbusters of the year. It never mm. was going to be that. It's essentially from an indie, indie studio in the sense that uh, it's developed and published by the same company. It's, mm. it's published by the developer. Mm. Um, and uh, it goes back to the, to 2000 was the first KO game. I don't know if you know this, Ashton. It was on Dreamcast and PC. No. Um, so some people think this is like a whole new IP, but it's not. It goes back years. Um, but I was still looking forward to it in in the sense that I liked that genre. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, this might be something. And maybe they've really pulled out the bag this time. But they have really just let themselves down in a couple of places. It's really lacking polish. So you can, if you use the camera controls, you can get the camera to just go through lots of walls. Good. Um, your character doesn't tend to fall through walls or anything. I've got stuck tend a couple to. of times. Doesn't, doesn't tend, tend to. to. <laughs> well, I've not fallen through any walls, I should say, but I've got stuck twice mm. and had to restart the level, just kind of jammed in. And I can do all my animations, but he's just not moving from where he is. Great. Um, and the worst thing is the voice acting. It's absolutely dire. Um, A couple of the supporting characters are all right. They're just sort of like silly cartoon characters. But the protagonist is like... It's like if Miles Morales from the Miles Morales video game uh, was doing an impression of Christopher Walken. It's really weird. It's like this teenage boy going like, wow, I must go and find the runes. That's basically how he sounds. Oh. I mean, that's a bit of an exaggeration. Oh, that's but, weird. Yeah. <laughs> Is uh, he Australian? No, he's not. He's oh. American. Oh, okay. Even though he lives in basically Australia. It's right. uh, something like Hullabaloo Island. It's not It's not Hullabaloo. It's like <laughs> something like that. What was Dinger? Yeah. Jazz <laughs> Wazers. Yeah. Sure. But uh, you meet like other kangaroos. There's a koala. Um... I'm trying to think if, if there are any other inherently Australian animals. But yeah, you're basically seemingly in Australia, but he's American. Everyone's mm-hmm. American. Uh, it's a Polish studio. Um, and the script has, in some places, looks like it's had a slight translation error. There's never anything like really bad, mm-hmm. like when Japanese games get translated and it just makes no sense at all. But mm-hmm. there's just sort of strange word order and stuff. But it looks really nice if you just like I was saying this in either in my Quipscope or my stream or both that if you just kind of took a still from the game of KO like jumping in this nice like lush valley or whatever platforming it looks really good it's kind of almost up there with Crash 4 or mm. you know just shy of that um, especially considering the smaller budget and the music is fantastic uh, but then you just have this like stupid character who <laughs> talks like some kind of joke 
Um, and and then it just is lacking all this polish, so you're getting stuck. Uh, at one point, I got to this bit where I needed a thing to break down a wall, and it just wasn't... Like, you, you have... You can um, enchant your um, boxing gloves with fire, um, and it's like a one-use thing, and you have to, like, pick up these things and use it. Uh, and in the area I was in, I'd just run out of them. I'd use them all up in that area. And then there was a door I needed to get through. I needed to burn the plank off the door by punching it. Mm-hmm. And there were just no fire charges in the in the zone. I was like, Good. okay, Good. I'm going to have to restart the level now because there's just, I can't do it. Mm. So it's in, it's in places like that that it has really just like dropped the ball. And it's such a shame because if they'd, if they'd worked a bit harder on it or spent more time on it, it would have been all right. Mm. It would have been an, an okay, like B grade game. OKO. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Bartek, our resident Polish uh, viewer, mm. says that they have a day in Poland called like Child Day or Children Day, which is like Father's Day or Mother's Day, but mm. you buy something for your child. What? Why don't we have that? I know. Oh, that's messed up. That was, I, I tried to, cla- I said, is that what it is? And I'm pretty sure he said, yeah, that's, that's basically, you know, the equivalent. Um, and he says, that they rushed it out for Children's Day um, in Poland. In Poland, huh. uh, so because he's a, a big, a, more of a, a kind of a well-known character in Poland. So sounds like it was hurried out and wasn't ready to go. Huge in Poland. Is, we yeah. we heard about Ko the kangaroo probably in 2019. Is when yeah. we when Peter and I got an email asking to be involved in some project, which ultimately didn't happen. That's when they were first. Clearly, it was already in development at that point. So they've been working on it for a while. Yeah, it hadn't been announced yet. I think no. the thing we were going to do was basically the announcement. The announcement. Event, of the, yeah, yeah we were some going to kind announce of, yeah, KO. Yeah, that, didn't, game. that didn't come off in the end because neither of us had heard of KO uh, no. to begin with. We would have pronounced it cow as well. I'd heard uh, of him, but I'd never said it out loud. Uh, and I'd never played any of the games. Well, it didn't happen, but the point is that we have been aware of this game for a long time. So clearly they've been making it for a long time. So for it to be in this state, and they're probably a smaller studio, and there's there's concessions to be made there, but at the same time, it's not like, you know, if they're rushing it out and they've been working on it for three years, that's kind of yes, isn't it? Yeah, and I was trying to make, you know, concessions and think, well, you know, it's a smaller budget. And like, because some of the characters aren't voice acted, it's just like text comes up on the screen and you're like, okay, that's that's like a shame, but... Fair and maybe they just couldn't afford. They didn't have the budget to voice every extra. But then there are things. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> we will. We will do it. But then there are things where you're just like, no, no, no. You can't just put this down to it being a small studio. This should not be happening. Mm. So it's a shame. Uh, other than that, we played a Wales interactive game without Ashton. We did. <laughs> um, yeah. Scandalous. You might have already played it though. She has. Yeah. yeah. What um, one is it? Bloodshore. I haven't played Bloodshore. You haven't played Bloodshore. No, we started. We almost played it and then we didn't. I didn't realize you haven't played Bloodshore. I haven't played it. Oh, well, we're not playing it again. Sorry. Okay. I don't know why they call it Bloodshore because uh, it, the whole thing is it's like an event that's being streamed. Yeah. It should be called Bloodstream because that's that's sure. clever. Yeah. It's like a battle royale, that basically. Is, that is clever. Kind of, that's yeah. a better name. Hmm. Anyway, it was rubbish. It was rubbish. <laughs> it was rubbish. Uh, people Had a great got, time. got really into it. Yeah. It's very such a daft one. I think that's one of my favorite ones that they've made. We'll have mm-hmm. to play at some point, Ashton. Mm. It's good. I liked the continuity era where they filmed an internal bit inside like a warehouse. Mm. They opened the door and it was raining outside. And you guys didn't notice. It was like a really fleeting, it was like bright light coming in. You could barely see the rain. I was like, it's raining. I bet when they go outside, it's not raining. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. <laughs> outside, it was not Rubbish. Raining. Four out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Ashton, what have you been playing? I've been playing quite a lot, considering I was on holiday for a week. Um, we took the Switch with us on holiday 
um, to play on the plane and stuff. And so we played Mario versus Rabbids and I hadn't, pl I'd played like one or two of the co-op levels before, but I started the single player campaign and I got really into it. And there was a couple of days last week where MB was at work whilst I was um, in the house and the cats were out. So I just put strange the things cat, on TV. The, they were the outside. They were just out. The cats had gone they, out. They were out. Well. They were at work. Um, so I was watching NCIS and Stranger Things and I played three worlds of Mario versus Rabbids. I played a lot of it. I caught up with Ben, who's been playing it for months. Wow. Um, wow. And I played a quite, quite a lot of that and I was really enjoying it. And I'm really upset that he's got the Switch in Leicester and I don't have it here so I can't keep playing it but it's fine I'm not bothered you have to that play much. it on instead yeah he's gonna beat you now he is um, also we played Lego Star Wars and finished the final movie and have finally for the second time hit the halfway mark collecting all of the bricks because and you'll be pleased to know this they added a bunch more bricks to the game okay. I didn't know this yeah they did uh -huh. an update and they added like I think it's like 80 or 100 Why? more that's bricks. That's too many. I would um, have been happier if they removed 80 yes, bricks. Yes, well, that's what I mean. I was 80 like, max in the game to begin with. Yeah. It'd probably be more manageable. I was like, what did, What does this game need? Hmm. More bricks. More stuff to no. do. I There's a lot about the game that I like, but there's lots about it that also annoys me. Um, we both agreed that we may not finish the game 100%. Oh I God. I have not left a Lego game unfinished mm. since I've like been playing them. But I don't think I'm going to be able to finish this one. The like side quests are just garbled and confusing. And like it doesn't tell you, it tells you where you pick them up. But if they want you to go to a different area, it doesn't tell you that like in the quest log. You have to like figure that one out from reading the quest. And like there's just an obscene amount of everything. There's too much of everything. There's like all these capital ships that you have to get that will randomly spawn, I think if you are in an area for long enough and do like the space battles. But I think if you win the space battle, they don't spawn. I don't know. Like we've only ever encountered one right. in the nine movies that we've played through. We've only ever encountered one of these capital ships and there's like 10 of them. So I don't know oh. how we get the rest of them to spawn, but we, we haven't got most of them. Um, so I may not finish Lego Star Wars, but it's a good one to just sit down and play for a couple of hours. But I do find us getting bored of it a lot quicker than we do a lot of other games like mm. i kind of run out of steam with it very quickly um but i mean if you enjoy it that's great but it's definitely got a lot that i just wish it hadn't have done or it had done um played some super mario 3d world also played some dying light the first one we've mm. kind of picked this up ages ago and then um didn't play it for ages and then we've picked up again um which has been quite fun quite enjoying that but now i do keep trying to jump in cyberpunk using my right bumper which is mm. i would say a ridiculous jump button but yeah, that's uh, yeah but now i keep doing that and throwing grenades by accident which is kind of annoying um and i also played some sniper elite 5 last oh. week because it came to game pass um so we we both played like the first map or the first level of that in co-op um i really enjoyed it it's a bit buggy don't know if you encountered the bugs when you were streaming did we have any bugs i don't think we did we had a remember. couple of like strange ai things but that was yeah kind of i weird. jumped down a, like a sandbank and my character was falling in place and i couldn't do anything about it it was just like oh. mincing in the air <laughs> and i was like well i'm stuck so we had to reload the level and then immediately it happened to ben oh, <laughs> like no. almost this is like 
the exact same place happened again. Um, but then once we reloaded it like again, and I think it happened one more time, but it wasn't too many issues. I really enjoyed playing the first area. Um, we did all like the side bits and bobs and mm-hmm. went all the way around the map and like did all of the blow up these guns that are causing issues and whatnot. Um, and I, I was really enjoying it. Uh, don't know if we'll go back to it anytime soon, but we enjoyed the first level and thought it was fun. But um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's like how playing. we felt about it, I think. Yeah. We had a good time. Yeah. yeah. I probably won't rush back to it, but it was pretty good. Yeah. It's one of those games that, like, if we don't know what to play, we kind of have that as an option of, like, well, we could just pick up pick up and play this one, mm-hmm. which I quite like having co-op games like this where it's, like, a something a bit different. It's not just, you know, your marriage is in trouble and you have to save your child yeah, maybe chris and his son could play sniper Elite yeah 5. maybe they I'm could sure play that it, would go down a treat. Um, yeah. it did keep making like i kept getting like almost jump scared when it would like do like the headshot thing when it <laughs> yeah. would like zoom in really quickly it repeatedly made me jump and i did not i was i thought i'd broken it multiple times <laughs> did it work right out the gate for you like did it did it do proper slowdowns because until peter changed some settings for us it just like showed a tiny little like, fr- like two frames, frames of like yeah. an x-ray on someone's head and then it would not yeah, show the actual it didn't show bullet. the full oh no it, yeah it was just doing the like quick thing that's stupid why is that I think the that's default probably what, I don't know if it's because it's like it doesn't detract from your game like rhythm too much because otherwise but that's like... half the fun with Sniper yeah, yeah you want to see like a we proper... had to turn it on that seems like it should just be on mm. yeah but it, like I said, it did because it like pops up so mm. quickly. It did keep making me jump. But that's why I think it should just be on. Yeah, yeah because that I find that more distracting. The the, the like oh. I didn't realize there was a setting you could change. I thought that was just how it was. Well, we went looking for it because we we're like, this this isn't this right. Isn't, yeah, something, be something, doing this. something's not right here. We did wonder like if something was wrong. Maybe yeah. multiplayer is part of that. Like you know, not wanting to you know, if I get a slow mo shot mm. and there's someone else like linked in playing with me you know, not wanting to disrupt their end. So maybe that's part of it. If you're mm. playing single player, you might get it more often. It did it in Sniper Elite it did. 4. So and eventually just... we got it to do it in multiplayer. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a weird choice that they yeah. made there to have that. The yeah. USP right, just not on by default. Nah, who needs it? <laughs> who needs it? How far through Final Fantasy VII Remake did you get in the end? I got to the bit where I'd killed the big house yeah. and then uh, I'd left Aerith with the lady yeah. who gave me the hand job. Yeah. Um, and then... We talked about this last week. And then uh, yeah, that's where I finished. And I haven't gone back to it yet because I keep playing Cyberpunk. So you haven't yet... You are so close to the bit where Cloud does a dance routine and gets dressed up like a girl. I know. Which is, we were I saying know. last week, it's like peak, peak you. I know. You would love that. I've, I've seen the sexy bees and Ben has told me I need to keep playing to get to the sexy bee bit. But I just keep playing Cyberpunk, man. Just really like it. Yeah. There's no really... sexy bees in Cyberpunk. No, but there is sexy people in Cyberpunk. Yeah, and you true. can actually have sex with them. Right. That's true. And I may have done that a couple of times. Whoa, Ashton. This is a good Christian podcast. Yeah. yeah. Please turn it down. I've been really enjoying like, I think Cyberpunk's the first game I've played in a while where I've been like just having a good time and like <laughs> not had much to like complain about. That's great. I'm excited to play it. I really enjoy it. I don't know if I mentioned this before. My favorite part of Cyberpunk is driving around on a motorbike in first person and just like, just driving around. Like, it's so fun. I'm like bobbing, doing jumps and stuff. And I'm like, this is, I've never felt so cool. But I do keep crashing my motorbike into where I'm needing to like 
be sneaky. So I repeatedly get like shot at because keep, I like keep an eye out. She could be here. Launch my motorbike and just land like directly in the, the like surrounded by enemies. And I'm like, whoops, Brilliant. it's happened again. So <laughs> fantastic. But I will eventually go back to, to Final Fantasy. That is like one that I am going to go back to. I mm. just Subpunk's already in my PlayStation now. So. Right, that's it. It's- the decisions it takes made. more effort for me to get up and I'm like take the disc out put the other one in and I could just sit down and play more cyberpunk mm-hmm. so fair yeah yeah fair Ben what have you been playing I've continued to play Final Fantasy 7 remake when I've had a moment uh, and I, it's a deceptively long game I keep forgetting how long it is uh, so I'm hoping to get to the end of that soon so I can play the DLC and then move on to other stuff because I want to play cyberpunk I want to play Are you hungry a little bit hungry. <laughs> I want to play Cyberpunk. I want to play... I've got Alan Woke as well. I'm borrowing that. So I'd like oh, to play yeah. the Alan Woke remaster, mm. uh, ideally, because I've never played that before. Uh, however, this weekend I'm going to uh, Wales. I'm going to Wales. Oh. Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to have my Wales Interactive. and stuff. Not Wales. I'm going to say hi to Wales Interactive, who are presumably just everywhere in Wales. Yeah. Just yeah. Wave. Uh, so I'll see if I have any time, but I want to play more of that. Played some Jackbox, played some Bloodshore, uh, played a bit of uh, Switch Sports Bowling again the only sport worth a damn in that you love bowl you love switch so, sport it's, bowling it's because i'm the best i'm not the best at it at all uh it's just easy everyone gets it yeah you know? and, and you don't even have to really stand up or anything you no can you just really sit don't. and fling your arm around mm-hmm. precisely precisely it's good stuff um and i've played more wonderlands mm-hmm. i hate the voice acting in wonderlands oh, yeah so much i hate there's specifically the accents doesn't it sound like um him from moon knight who um, like Oscar Isaac's character from Moonlight. But who does who sound the, like him? Like all the, all the male them, characters. Everyone. Yeah, because they've clearly not got a single person with the, with an appropriate accent to do that accent. Right. Apart from, I think, the person who plays Paladin Mike, who also played Lorelai. I think they Borderlands are English, 3. yeah. Yeah, they are. But I find... I've flipping hate that voice so much it really does my head in everyone uh, else Lorelai was my soft Carpel yeah. Laura yeah. was my yeah. least favorite character in Borderlands 3 because their voice really did my head in and then they've they're back as another character yeah. in Wonderlands and it's like oh god your accent and then there's 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 the Scottish person uh, who is absolutely not Scottish at all. Who's a Scottish uh, It's the, the blacksmith who's also the voice of one of the vending oh, machines as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just yeah. the worst Scottish accent I've ever it's heard. Really, it is quite bad. Um, and then, yeah, every other person who who isn't doing sort of a wizard voice, <laughs> which it seems everyone can do to <laughs> some sort of standard, is just like, oh, my God. You couldn't just find one... Guy, I rationalized it in that it's technically it's tiny Tina. Tina doing I know the it's accent, Tina doing the voice, but, but it is still very to, jarring. To rationalize it further, it's me playing the game, <laughs> and I don't like it. So, can you just can you come on? You, yeah. All you needed was to find one Scottish person, just one, mm-hmm. and say, "Is this good enough?" And they would have said, "No, I'll do it right now." Yeah, uh, rubbish. Uh, but on the whole, you know, it's reskinned Borderlands, as I've said Where before. Where are you up to in it? Um, I'm level twenty-seven. Okay. I am in the Skellington place, the sort of like the. There's a lot of Skellington places. Okay, right. That's I appreciate that doesn't narrow it down. I'm in the sort of pirate Skellington. Okay, bit. right. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I am. I am enjoying it on the whole, but the. So, they talk all the time. They and, talk all the time. And it is kind of annoying, but I do I feel... I miss so much because I'm like just trying to do something like in a battle yeah. and they're like having a you full conversation. You pick up a poem and, they, and then it starts reading the poem <laughs> out loud. Like, and then you pick up something else and the poem stops and you're like, oh, for God's sake. 
Oh, you're near a marble. I don't. What are you talking about? So what are you talking about? Find my about? marble. Find it. Yeah, there's there's constant. It's constant, and usually that doesn't bother me so much. I really like that in Guardians of the Galaxy, and I didn't. I wasn't bothered too much about hanging around and waiting for them to finish talking before I moved on because I found that what they were saying was genuinely amusing mm. and like enjoyable. Whereas this is just like dated vine references like right. all the time and they they start singing sea shanties which were obviously really popular uh, two years yeah. ago and it's like god's sake like it's a lot of that come on as well He's, yeah he said like it's clobbering time at one point which is the thing isn't it that From, is the thing uh and he said something about tiktok i mean that's current at least but that was a bit cringe um yeah, if you went it's morbin time maybe well, yeah. <laughs> it, it is morbin <laughs> correct time. it's so it tries really hard mm. and I think mechanically the game is great. Like I've got no real problems. I haven't had any real bugs. Uh, obviously when we streamed it, I had all sorts you of issues as bugs. player too. I was being like shot up into the sky and falling through the map and stuff. Not so many issues now, thankfully. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's there's a lot of it and, and I'm chipping away at it in co-op. But man, I just, I think they need, <laughs> they need to refine the format. I think I they think they went they went way too far because Borderlands three di didn't have enough amusing stuff in it, and I think they've gone way too far this time. I where think it's the just issue is that it's a co op game as well. So if you're playing with someone else yeah. and you're talking to them or mm. like you're having a conversation, there's like constantly talking. I feel like I, I'm missing a lot, even when like we're not necessarily constantly talking. Yeah. I still feel like because there's two of us playing, like a lot is happening all at once, and there's no kind of like. It doesn't just resume the conversation after like you found something like the conversation's just done. Yeah. Like absolutely. it's done. You missed right. you've missed it. I like it. I'm I'm a berserker and now I'm a claw bringer as well, so oh, I've yeah. got a big axe where I spin around. I'm a claw bringer um, and I really like that. I really like the claw bringer has a little dragon friend that you can rename that nice. flies around with you. So that's pretty cool. I feel kind of invincible and untouchable. I though. do find that the the class like like skill points that you can put into yeah i think the classes skill points are a lot less interesting mm. than they were in other borderlands games mm -hmm. like i would really like so i'm a claw bringer and spore warden and right now like like you say i feel invincible like i feel like no one can touch me and i barely die but i wish that i could put more points into the spore warden that kind of felt like it did stuff like right. You don't Plus really 5% have... to fire damage. Yeah, but there's it's things like companion damage and stuff, but it's like other ones are like gun damage or just like reload speed. And I'm kind of like, well, that's fine. I wouldn't mind a couple of those in each skill tree if I wanted mm. to put them in. But why is there nothing to do with like poison damage or why is it not things like spawn more mushroom companions or something? Because do you remember in 3, I don't know if you ever played as... Uh, flak yeah, yeah no, you could like upgrade your your like companion so mm. you could pick whether it did like lightning damage or if it like would run towards the enemy or stuff whereas this is just like here's the mushroom you can make it do big farts sometimes and then that's kind of it it doesn't like you can't yeah. really do anything with it so that's the only i i do i am enjoying the game i haven't played it in a while but I, I am enjoying when i'm playing it but i do find that i'm kind of like you want more out of it in some ways and less out of it in other ways but also very quickly last point on it yeah. um i feel it's too dense um it does the same thing that i didn't enjoy about borderlands 3 which instead of having more areas but they're smaller with some side quests in them you just go into an area and you look at the map and it is massive. absolutely flipping massive it is massive. it's like oh my 
God. And there's side quests dotted around all over the place and it's just like, <laughs> please. I just mm-hmm. want to, I just, because you don't have to do them. They're side quests. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you just, I'm fed up of walking into an area and it just being so insanely huge that I just want to turn around and walk out. Again. I'm a bit sick of that in games in general, to be honest. Mm. That's That has put me off a lot of recent games. Um, mm. I've played a bit of Borderlands 1 recently, mm. and there's there's a side area in that that you walk in, and I can, I can picture it exactly. It's so... It almost feels so self-contained, like like a classic Spyro level or something right. like that. And I can yeah. I can picture exactly where it is. There's a little cave system that curves around. There's a little bit elevated bit. And then there's a boss around here. It's great. Everything's exactly where it needs to be. Yeah. It's so concise. And then you go to Borderlands 3 and it's just... <clears throat> you, you go to the flipping leaf planet and it's massive and it's just so overwhelming. At least they have vehicles in Borderlands That's 3. That's true. And it has like little side areas that themselves are massive. It'd right. be like a Spyro level that just that just went on and on and on. It's like just just you could have condensed this into several smaller cool levels yeah. instead of making one. But anyway, I do like it. I don't think I, d- I am as frustrated by it as you seem to be. But... I just, I just wanted a lot from it. I think. Right. I had no expectations, and all I'd heard for weeks was that you did, you, you were annoyed by stuff. And there are things in here that really annoy me, but I do, on the whole, like it, and I will finish it. Will I get the platinum? I don't know, but we will see. Yes, you will. We'll see where yes, it's you where we stand when I get when I get to the. I've got You've no time. You've been platinuming Wales Interactive Games. Yeah. You'll platinum this game at some point. You will platinum this game. Maybe we'll we're see. all pretend. You don't Depends. know what you're pretending. We'll circle back. Well, you know, I'm so busy. We'll circle yeah. back. Okay. Peter, it's your turn to talk a great length about a game that you're going to be really interested mm. True. in. True. Let's have a question too. This comes from Christopher Ridge, the second Christopher of the uh, <laughs> podcast. So there we have it. The Resi 4 remake is happening. What sort of things are you looking forward to about it? And is there anything in the original game that you hope doesn't actually make it into the remake? Are the QTs a relic of the past or a defining characteristic of the original game? Cheers, y'all. Thank you, y'all. Thank you. Thank you, y'all. I think QTs are like a bit over-criticized. I'm not saying that QTs should still be around and they should remain a staple of gaming. But equally, I don't think they're as bad as people make out. Like I like them in Spider-Man. Spider-Man like got them. a yeah. lot of flack for it. And it was like, well, it's just, would you rather watch a cutscene? Yeah. Because how yeah. else are you meant to do that? Mm-hmm. The only QTs that I don't like in uh, Resi 4 is there's this really long, well, relatively long knife fight uh, where it go it goes on for like a minute or two and you have to do various QTs and react really quickly. And if you fail it, the whole fight starts again and it goes back to the start of this cutscene. So it means that like as you're going through and learning like, oh, at this point he swings at me, I need to react. You're kind of, in, in order to learn those things, sometimes you will fail and you will die. Mm. And so you have to restart it like three times or more the first mm. time you play it just to like learn where all the things are. So that one was a bit like drawn out. The fact that it, it went back to the start every time. Right. But um I, I don't mind if the QTs are in or out, to be honest. Um, they probably won't be in there, I think, because it, they'll be basing it on um, the Resi 2 and 3 remakes, presumably. So, And there weren't any in those games, as far as I remember. No QTs? I don't um, think so. Might have been a bit of like mashing to get doors yeah, open. Yeah, probably just like mashing that, but, and stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it would be nice if you could like order Ashley around a bit better. Like in the original game, you could only say, wait, or follow me 
like stop waiting. Mm. Uh, so you would like get her into position, then tell her to stop there. And then she would just stand there and cower as people came towards her and she would do nothing about it. It'd be nice if you could like direct her around a bit more. Um, you were able to get her to hide in like dumpsters and stuff. And, you know, more things like that could be fun. Just like slightly more commands for Ashley would be cool. Assuming she's going to be following you around as a companion in that sense. I don't know. She probably will be. Um, I, I'll be really sad if the inventory Tetris isn't in there. Because <laughs> I know that, like, in the recent Resident Evil games, there's been, like, an inventory that you have to manage. But it's basically like a 4 by 4 grid. And mm. everything is just, like, the size of one square or maybe two. Whereas in Resi 4, it was, like, a much more... Uh, there were lots of like little squares, but then like guns would take up like, you know, four by eight or whatever. Mm. And it was a bit more fun, I thought, like moving things around and rotating and, and stuff like that. I really liked the inventory Tetris. So I hope that stays and that it's not just going to be like the new like RE engine backpack yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, what else have I got? Uh, the island was a bit much for me. So the game is basically separated into three acts. Okay. You're in the spooky village yeah. for the first act. Mm. You're in the spooky castle for the second act. Okay. So probably a bit bigger than the other two bits. And then the third bit, you go to an island and then everything a gets dialand. a bit... A <laughs> island. indeed. And then, like, so you have different enemies in each one. So the village is like farmers. The, the castle is weird religious people in cloaks who are spooky. And then when you get to the <laughs> island, they're kind of like... The Dialand. The Dialand. They're they're sort of in Hawaiian skirts and uh, no, if only, if only they're sort Sounds of amazing. semi like <laughs> militaristic. They've got like chain guns and they're wearing bandoliers and bandanas and stuff. Oh, sort of it's, like revolutionary kind of. Well, kind of yeah, except they're all like crazy zombie people with oh, parasites, okay. and so it's a bit like <laughs> okay, okay, this kind of that's where you know people talk about how that was the game where the action really stepped up, and although there's action throughout the game in, in the first two acts as well, when you get to the third area you're like having gunfights with the zombies almost. And it's like, okay, this is, you know, I'd, I'd prefer if they toned that down a bit and, and made it still more kind of sinister rather than like outright, mm. here's a here's an actual army with tasers coming at you because that's what, that's what it's like. So it'd be good if they paired that back a bit, made it a bit more spooky. But have you played Ashton? I haven't. I've watched my boyfriend play it like next to me, mm -hmm. but I haven't played it. Because I wanted to play Resident Evil 3 Remake beforehand. Yeah. But I haven't gone around to playing that one yet. Because I played 2, did both the stories in that. And then I played 7. Mm. And then I played 8. And then I was going to play 3. Yeah. And then you need four. to play 6. That's the best I one. was going to play 5 and 6 as well. But yeah, I haven't played 4 yet. But I, like, I've watched Ben play it. Mm -hmm. But You would have so much fun in 6 and come up with Ben. Yeah, I think so too. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's definitely one of those ones that we have on our list, but we've just like not got around to yet. Mm -hmm. um, but I, yeah, I've played 2 and I hope it's I hope it's still third person. I hope they sure still be, carry yeah. it on with how it was in like the original. Um, I have actually played some of it in VR. Oh yeah. Um, I've yeah. played like some of the village bit in VR. So, I mean, it does work in first person in a lot of ways mm. but um yeah i hope it's still third person but i don't mind a few qtas here and there like you say i don't really mind that much no especially in like boss fights and stuff like you say it kind of gives it a bit of like dynamic different fighting styles because you can't just shoot the them the same way you can shoot like 
farmer in a village you yeah. have to put a bit more effort into a boss fight so i don't mind like the odd qte like in spider-man and stuff um but yeah i don't really know what i want in the resi 4 remake because i haven't played the original um but i i'm quite excited for it anyway like i i'm gonna play it now when it comes out hopefully i'll play three before that one um but i do like the inventory tetris i have watched yeah. my boyfriend be like trying to like put herb in and just kind of like like moving things around and i'm like what are you doing why yeah. can't you just why can you just not like press sort in it or like do it for you and he's like no no i have to do it all myself so i like having little sections like my yeah he's the same down here my guns are in a row the ammo's down in the corner yeah, yeah. it's nice yeah you can even flip stuff upside down so that all the ammo boxes have a label on the front with like the manufacturer mm. but if you turn the box upside down it's just the underside and it's just a color so you can have like just rows of like red squares if that's what you want it's like why is that an option why can you why can you rotate your ammo boxes it's weird so we need we need that, that yeah, yeah for if sure. you wouldn't mind but yeah i don't priority. really um i don't really know what i want but i'm excited for anyway yeah benjamin <laughs> I've really enjoyed all of the remakes so far, mm. including mm. Resi 1 remake off of the GameCube that got uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox port a while ago, probably Switch as well. Um, so I am excited for this one. I tried Resi 4 last year, talked about it on the podcast, but I yeah. gave up shortly after starting it, mainly because I knew... Hello? I thought it was it was pretty clear that there was going to be a Resi 4 remake coming yeah. at some point. Uh, and also just the controls are very clunky. And yeah, I, I don't think they've aged very well for a newcomer like me. It was very off-putting. Mm. Um, and so that is literally the only thing that I... I'm um, 100% certain they they will change. But it's yeah. the... it's I'm Sorry, this is the only thing that I really do want to be different from the original because as far as I'm aware, the story and the characters are great and it's super intriguing and quite spooky and obviously it's very action focused. I don't know if they'll tone down the action and lean yeah. more in the direction of survival horror, but if they change up any of the stuff like they did with the previous games, that's going to be completely lost on me. So I don't really mind if yeah. they do that. Mm -hmm. I just want it to be modernized control wise. That's that's my main that's my main want and desire from this remake. And I think that it's uh, almost certain that I'm going to get that. So I'm really looking forward to finally experiencing this game. Mm. This and is the. Not having to fight against it. This is the first uh, Resident Evil remake game where I'm going to really notice like anything that's changed. There mm. were a few things in Resi 2 I was aware of. Like I was like, oh, this is where the liquor should be. And there's like, there's a corpse there, but there's not a liquor. And you're like, okay, where mm. have they put the liquor? Um, but uh, yeah, I'm. I, I will notice a lot of things here i think if they've changed uh it, depending on how much they change so hopefully i'm okay with all that you know I, we've been you know ignorant ignorance is bliss with like <laughs> when it comes to resi 2 and 3 that, that we weren't that familiar with mm. um hopefully i'm not going to be one of those people who was cross with things that Ugh. were switched up in those remakes i don't think i will be i'm really looking forward to this it's one of my favorite games of all time and i think one of the best games of all time quality wise so uh, there's, I guess there's a lot, there's, it's big shoes to fill, mm. but um, should be good. The only other thing actually I wrote down is I hope that they do the Iron Maiden justice, not the soundtrack. There's no Iron Maiden in there. There is a monster, which is like one of the scariest monsters I ever encountered in video games. Okay. Certainly at the time, kind of used to it now. But uh, it's just the, the first one you encounter is is just called a regenerator. And it's like this 
weirdly tall humanoid thing. It's like seven feet tall. Mm. It's got no hair. It's just naked with skin uh, and a really big mouth. And it just walks at you with its long arms. But then it makes this really horrible breathing noise. And that's mm. it. It's like a really simple design, but it's horrifying. Mm. And then eventually you meet an upgraded version called an Iron Maiden, which just has spikes all over it. And the way it attacks you is by like hugging you. Oh, cool. And it like pulls you in and like and puts you on its on its spikes. Excellent. Uh, and its mm. jaw it, like twitches as it walks along. So its jaw is just going. Ha, ha, ha. Mm. It's making the same mm. scary breathing noises. That's going to be horrible. Yeah, can't wait for that. Haven't they um, in the trailer? Wasn't there a little bit of kind of like dialogue from Leon that kind of implied that they've brought in the story of two and three a little bit more? Because my boyfriend said that. Um, when he like you don't really he doesn't really mention Raccoon City that much no but obviously he's gone through two and three um, or specifically two I guess and um, he like was talking a bit about it in the trailer that I think Ben said that wasn't in the original game the script was definitely different he mentions it a bit in the in the in the original game he he in so there's like a prologue Mm. um, before the game starts where he's like monologuing about oh yeah I remember what happened in 1998 and later in the game, he meets this um, Spanish policeman, ex-policeman, uh, and Leon's like, oh, yeah, I was part of the Raccoon City Police Department. It was my first day, and this happened. Mm. And then the guy just says, oh, yeah, like the incident with the viral outbreak. And th- that's kind of it, and that's all, yeah. they, and that's, that's all they mention. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like I'm sure they'll have like, re-scripted it. They did with the first, uh, the first couple of remakes they did, like, mm. you know, the... They've not just like word for word copied it across. So yeah, and in Resi, um, was it seven or or eight? They have now like there was a mention. I think it was Resi Resi Village in like a lab near the end. You go to a lab, and there's like talk of uh, parasites in Spain or something, or like yeah. a little Easter egg. It might have been seven actually. I can't remember which one it was, but I think yeah. it's seven because yeah, it's it on the, the ship. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, it was on the ship. There's not like the... a bunch of like news reports, and it does talk about Spain. I oh think. yeah, Resi Eight was um, linked back to Resi One and the mansion. It talked about like Spencer. Yeah, uh, but yeah, in Resi Seven on the ship, there was like a little hint, like a reference to, to parasites Four, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so that might all tie in a bit more now, which mm. could be interesting. But mm. yeah, so very excited about that. Looking forward to it. Excellent. Well, I'm sure we'll maybe see more of the Capcom presentation uh, on Monday. Mm -hmm. But we're already running very long. Mm. So it's time to go. Weird, it's time for weird Weird. news. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Remember, you can submit your weird video game news to us on Facebook and Twitter. We post about it midweek. Keep an eye out for the post. Let us know what you find. Weird news is brought to us all by our wonderful podcast producers. If you'd like to become one, go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and support us at the appropriate tier. Peter, who we got? Uh, We've got Nathan. Josh Plain, G.Y. Goliath, Sean Legg, Corey Duffield, Janet Weeks, Ellie Nicholas, Erica Hutchinson, Melody Elbonet, uh, Katie Garrett, Gabrielle Philippink, and Shane Studer. Thank you very much, podcast producers. We appreciate you. Peter, yeah, what's your weird news? Got some weird news that was sent to us on both Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Gex at SnowyBoyYarnio4 on uh, Twitter and Bill Hardy on Facebook sent us this story. From Kotaku. It's just loading. Okay. Okay. Advertisement. Yes. Xbox fans think Phil Spencer is sending them secret messages through his Banjo-Kazooie achievements. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. This is written by Ian Walker on Kotaku. Little subheading. Conspiracy theories abound with a major Xbox showcase on the way. Microsoft Executive Vice President of Gaming... Phil Sp- is that his title? That is a big Executive title. Vice President of Gaming. EVP of Gaming. Uh, Phil Spencer recently played Nintendo 64 classic Banjo-Kazooie, according to his Xbox Live account. But where most might simply see a public figure enjoying a bit of nostalgia, a specific brand of diehard took it as a personal wink and a nod from the Xbox head of things to come. From the Xbox head of things to come. I am He's the Xbox's head of other things title. to come. EVP of gaming and head of things to come. <laughs> Spencer first booted up Banjo-Kazooie for Xbox 360 on June the 1st. As noted by activity tracking websites, he played for around 37 minutes and earned exactly one achievement, Get Jiggy, for gathering two of the platformer's puzzle piece collectibles. No progress has been made since then. Spencer instead spent time... This is weird that they're just like watching what he's doing. Mm. Spencer instead spent time with Ayudan Chronicle Rising... Rising, comma, Ninja Gaiden, Sigma, and Elden Ring over the last few days. Uh, but that hasn't stopped uh, folks from speculating. Is it Gaiden or Gaiden? I looked this up once and I've forgotten. Ah, uh, it depends who you ask. Yeah, I think it's... Gaiden, I don't know. Xbox fans, many of whom watch Spencer's online activity like hawks, immediately took this as a sign of impending Banjo-Kazooie news. Mm. Hopes ranged from a Banjo-Ridooie remake, great name by the way, it says in parentheses, <laughs> that's pretty good, Banjo-Ridooie, to a Banjo 3 sequel. Some even theorized that Spencer unlocking a single achievement meant he was planning to meet one of Xbox Live's dozen Banjo-Kazooie milestones every day leading up to the major Xbox presentation on Sunday. The on sun, presentation on Sunday, he hasn't. So he's not got more since then. They thought right. there would be one a day. That you, I mean that. 
He's he's got to be really busy. Yeah. It's what not, a strange thing to expect to boot like, up the game. Yeah, it's kind of a strange thing. Phil knows what he's doing, explained one very confident Reset Era user. Getting that pretty high banjo hype for the big reveal. It is almost, this is someone else, it, it is almost cruel to play this without meaning to hint about something. Day Jim, founder and editor-in-chief of Xbox fansite Life is Xbox, wrote on Twitter. Oh. You're you're insane. Yeah. You're an insane person. There has been no greater friend and ally to the cause of reviving Banjo-Kazooie than Phil Spencer, said YouTube creator Drew the Nostalgia Maniac in response to Day Jim's tweet. Here's to hoping their time has finally come. You know what the worst part is? Is that it's highly likely that something will happen with Banjo Kazooie at some point. And I think if not they'll this be like, and we this knew will it. confirm That's all of their suspicions. Yeah. Well, he got that one achievement, remember? So that proof that I, our insane ramblings were right. I think if we start seeing something like this, we, sh we should just all start like just joining in and tweeting things so that we can like get yeah. an article. Mm -hmm. That's the dream. As loath as I am to give this, this is the article writer now as loath as i am to give this tenuous conspiracy theory the benefit of the doubt it very much feels like the woman who thought russian president vladimir putin was speaking to her through his ties sure <laughs> there is precedent for these kinds of shenanigans spencer notably wore a battletoads shirt for example during a windows 10 event as a tease for the rare replay compilation announced at e3 2015 five months later then in 2020, Spencer snuck, in, uh, snuck an Xbox Series S into the background of his Game Lab conference keynote address three months before its official reveal, which both further endeared him to the Xbox faithful and worked as brilliant marketing for the console's smaller profile compared to the Xbox Series X. He's proven he can be a sneaky guy on occasion. It continues a bit more, but that's that's about your lot. This is, but the the tracking of the achievements feels very much like someone just going to his house and looking through his window. Like, mm. what are you up to today, Phil? Yeah, Doing just playing banjo. Look, what does having, that mean? He's having a shower. What could that mean? Maybe heavy rain coming. Maybe he's Xbox. just having it. There's a difference between what he does at work and what he does at home. And I don't know if he makes a big deal of the of the fact that you can. Like his his information is tracked. Yeah, that's a weird way. Plays. If he wanted to tease Banjo, but he sure. wouldn't do it that way. He'd I wouldn't do have some thought. sort of tweet where like the start of every letter spelled out Banjo Redewey or something. Mm. Like, exactly. There'd be know, some. There'd be something. Or he'd wear work something or, or consumer facing that mm. he would do it, and he wouldn't or, do it. And someone just like going through his rubbish. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's not. It's not going to be in there. I don't know if he even would. He'd probably just wait until Sunday to be like. Banjo Kazooie's coming out. Yeah. And to everyone who saw my one achievement, I just want to say you were, you were right. right. You were all right. You and did I love it. You. And you all get a free copy of Banjo Redoey. You tweeted about it. <laughs> you get a free copy. <laughs> I will kiss you on your mouth. <laughs> yes. I'm you Phil can come Spencer. to my house and watch me get the achievements. kissing on mouth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, what you got, Ashton? I have some news that came from my boyfriend. Oh, um, <laughs> my boyfriend. My boyfriend. <laughs> it was on Kotaku, written by Luke Blunkett, of course, head uh, of Weird News. Yes. Another guy has leaked classified military documents on the same Tank Games forum. What? I'm I sorry. saw Luke tweet about this. Yeah. Another guy. I'm sorry for the caps there, but this is at least the third time this has happened on War Thunder's forum, and it's getting ridiculous. War Thunder, that's the free-to-play... That was that was like a launch PS4 game, I feel, like mm. a free-to-play, but it was planes, I think, War Thunder. Oh. Yeah. This one's tanks. 
Okay. Can you keep a secret? Of course you can. You're an adult. Could you keep military secrets? If threatened with prison or worse for revealing them, I bet you could. So why, in God's name, people playing the tank video game War Thunder, of all things, keep leaking classified military documents? To recap, this is somehow the third time I am writing this story. The first was in July 2021. The July case involved a player getting into an argument on the game's forums about the in-game depiction of the Britain of Britain's Challenger 2 main battle tank. To settle the disagreement, they posted what was essentially the tank's manual, which was an enormously stupid thing to do, especially given it meant the UK's Ministry of Defence soon got involved. Oh my God. Then, only three months later, the latest case involves a player getting into an argument on the, on the game's forums about the in-game depiction of France's Leclerc... Leclerc, uh, Leclerc main battle tank. Set of the disagreements, they posted part of what was essentially the tank's manual, prompting the forum's moderators to wonder just what the F is wrong with these people. And today, we're back. As first pointed out by at Osin Technical, in an attempt to get developers to change some in-game stats, a Chinese player posted an image of War Thunder, on War Thunder's forums earlier this week showing classified military documents. While I won't share it here, it was a photo of some arm, some armament? Yeah. It was a photo of some armament schematics for a round fired by Chinese tanks with one of the actual parts sitting on top of the paper. The post in question was removed from the War Thunders forums, but... Uh, but I've seen the image uh, sorry but I've seen the I've since seen the image reposted and then deleted in multiple instances on the same forums throughout the day it's now circulating everywhere from Twitter to Reddit the extent that Chinese speaking players have translated the round schematics and been sharing the data alongside the image why? why make it worse? Gaijin has since banned the user, telling Kotaku, our community, ma- our community managers immediately banned the user and deleted his post, as the information of this particular shell is still classified in China. Publishing classified information on any vehicle of any nation at War, for- at War Thunder forums is clearly prohibited, and the game developers never use it in their work. While we understand that our players want the game to be as realistic as possible, we're kindly asking them not to do anything illegal and jeopardise their safety, as well as the safety of our community team members. The developers of War Thunder do their their best to research information on vehicles using legally available tools, and scandals like this are clearly not useful for our efforts. The fact that games forums have become one of the greatest upset op- hazards of the modern age, just because some dudes want to argue over, the- over tank statistics, is deeply funny, says Luke. It is good yeah. that people are like, um, this one should be faster than that one. Look, here's the manual. <laughs> <laughs> just, just enlist, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just, just go do it. Uh, my weird news is from PC Gamer, uh, written by Katie Wickens. Mm-hmm. Wickens. Um, researchers use Overcooked to train AI to be a better gaming buddy. Mm. DeepMind researchers, DeepMind being the name of a company, have been they're using not researching the deep mind. They're not have been uh, using the cha- uh, the chaotic cooking game Overcooked to teach AI to better collaborate with humans. MIT researchers have followed suit, gifting their AI the ability to distinguish between a diverse range of play styles. What's amazing is that it's actually working. The humans involved actually preferred playing with the AI. <laughs> have you ever been dropped into a game with strangers only to find their playstyle totally upends your own? There's a reason we're better at gaming with people we know. They get us. As a team, you make a point of complementing each other's playstyles so that you can cover all bases and win. Generally, an AI uh, model's sole objective in gaming is to maximize its final score. Screw the rest. (laughs) 
That's why, that's why AI is great at single-player competitive games, but not so much at collaborating. As we know, there's more to winning when it comes to co-op. DeepMind's researchers threw what they're calling fictitious co-play AI into overcooked sessions with both humans and novel agents or unfamiliar AI that was trained on separate algorithms. Essentially, it uses a much more diverse set to learn. Uh, it uses a much more diverse set to learn from. Okay. In their findings, uh, they saw scores skyrocket thanks to this new training method, and the human partners even expressed a strong subjective preference to partnering with FCP agents. It says, MIT researchers have been experimenting with a similar method inspired by the DeepMind findings. They took it a step further with their new AnyPlay model, broadening the, cr the criteria by asking the AI to correctly identify the playstyle of its training partner so it can better adapt for the good of the team, rather than just maximizing the score, which seems to be the goal of most of the boneheads I meet via online matchmaking. <laughs> boneheads. So we could eventually see some really good AI co-op partners mm. in games soon, thanks to this uh, AI research that these people are doing, and they're That's using cool. it Or alternatively, we'll all be out of the job because the robots will play all of our games for us. Yeah, you have to just sit and watch. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's what Twitch is, right? Yeah, just, We'll just watch a robot. Uh, AI plays Pokemon or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd watch that, actually, to yeah. be honest, so stick it on. It's time, finally, for question three. At last. Have you had your reminder now? That we need to I've talk had my about. reminder yeah. now, yeah, that we need to talk about Ashton's ghosts. Uh, question three comes from David Lever, who says, Greetings, Bap. For following the release of Diablo Immortal, it has been criticized for the amount of microtransactions in-game. As the game is free to play, I'm okay with it having slightly more microtransactions than fully-priced games. However, recent reports have suggested that to fully upgrade a character via microtransactions would cost $110,000, which seems slightly excessive. Slightly. slightly. Yeah. Do you feel as though the game would have been better launching as a fully-priced release with less... It says resilience on microtransactions. I think that's meant to say reliance. Mm. Uh, to make... Uh, less reliance on microtransactions to make money, or do you feel as though free-to-play games that utilize microtransactions will start to become the norm moving forward? Mm. Keep up the great work as always. Conroy says at the end. That's is has the wrong name been? Did I make a mistake? Is it not from David Lever? Is it from Conroy? Thank you, David Lever and Conroy, <laughs> yes. uh, potentially for that. I might that. have made a mistake. I've got a couple of little quotums here yeah. uh, that will hopefully contextualize this. Uh, VGC wrote, uh, the only Blizzard games receiving a worse user score to date were Warcraft 3 Reforged 0.6 and yeah. World of Warcraft Classic Burning Crusade. Hang on. World of Warcraft Classic Burning Crusade Classic 0.4, both of which were released in recent years, 2020 and 2021. At the time of recording, um, Diablo Immortal is now also down to a user rating of 0.6. So that's gone down even further. Okay. This is the latest in a poor run of user scores for Blizzard on Metacritic, which hasn't seen a non-negative score since 2019 when the Switch port of Overwatch received a 6.1. Furthermore, Eurogamer have said it's uh, £88,000 to fully upgrade your character. Players in Diablo Immortal have three progression pillars, XP level, equipment level, and legendary gems. The first two are pretty standard fare in any RPG type game, but co collating legendary gems can be a costly and convoluted process as the way you get them is randomized and often extra uh, exceedingly rare. And right now it seems as though free-to-play play free play players cannot earn them at all. No. Um also, the launch was scrapped in Belgium and Netherlands due to their loot box laws. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like so that. That's good. Anyway, what do you think? 
I hate microtransactions. I hate loot boxes. Well, I don't hate microtransactions in and of themselves, but I hate uh, when they are. When, I hate pay to win, basically, mm. or um, you know, or worse, not being able to win unless you pay. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's pay to win where you know it's if you want to pay, you can get a huge advantage, um, and that's one thing. But yeah, when it's flipped like the other way, and it's like if you're not paying for these upgrades you're not going to be able to function properly as a player mm. that's way more egregious um i'm not i don't know enough about diablo at all or diablo immortal specifically to know whether you know to what extent you kind of can't play without upgrading in this um but free to play games we know full well that they can work with just cosmetic upgrades or maybe just you know a little bit of quote unquote pay to win where you, you can like pay for an advantage but you know not this just sounds like a terrible model really I, and i hate it and we've talked ad nauseum about how much we dislike this sort of thing and uh loot boxes as well the fact that you've got like randomized stuff it's not just like here's the store you can buy some in-game currency or you can buy like this item you know when you've got uh a, something random in there it's no wonder that countries are starting to ban it i think with these um mm. uh, gambling laws so that's all terrible um and i'm hopeful uh david slash conroy <laughs> uh says do we think that it's going to become the norm that free to play will be you know really utilizing microtransactions in this way i'm hopeful that you know if microtransactions stick around which i'm sure they will that there will be more of a uh, it'll kind of, kind of go in favor of cosmetic upgrades, really, over anything else. I think EA may have learned their lesson with um, Battlefront 2, but we'll see next mm. time they bring out a, a multiplayer game. Mm. Um, and I think perhaps other studios learned their lesson from the likes of EA and Battlefront 2 and maybe Diablo Immortal. So the more negative press this gets and the more, you know, these things are essentially review bombed um, for decisions like this then oh it's not i mean review bomb might not even be the right term people are just negatively rating this game because they don't like that as a decision yeah. um but yeah the more that there is a negative feedback for this sort of thing the more likely it is that microtransactions might become more of a cosmetic thing and less of a play to win kind of thing um I, but i personally i would rather pay for a game and not not have it be free to play if it meant that it wasn't played by this kind of would you pay $110,000 for it? I wouldn't pay $110,000 for a game that had no microtransactions <laughs> and a fully upgraded player. No, I wouldn't do that. Mm. But um, I'd happily, I'd be more likely to pay like full price for a decent game, you know, like 60, 70 quid if it was then just, it didn't have any in-game purchases at all. Mm. I think I'd, I'd honestly rather do that um, or I'd play a free-to-play game if it was cosmetic only in terms of microtransactions. Yeah. I mean, there's free-to-play games that, like, with microtransactions that do work, like Fortnite mm -hmm. obviously has lots of microtransactions in the form of V-Bucks. Um, but like you say, those aren't, like, pay V-Bucks to boost your character up. It's pay V-Bucks to make yourself look like a banana mm. if you want to. <laughs> do a good dance. Do a good yeah. dance and stuff. And that kind of thing, like, I think obviously it's, it's clearly an insane marketing strategy and a great money maker for Fortnite. And that's kind of like the 
the gold standard form of like having microtransactions in your free to play game. I think like we can all agree Fortnite is not great for a lot of people. And but there's a, like a, a lot of people, don't if you guys know this, hmm. bloody love the game. They do like they it really a lot. Like it. So yeah. you think like, you know, it's not fantastic, but if we're gonna have to have you know, if there's gonna be microtransactions in our free games, I'd rather it was like that, like yeah. you're saying cosmetics and stuff, than like it is with Diablo Immortal. Things like mine coins and Robux and various internal microtransactions are very prevalent in most free to play games and same with like mobile games as well there's always like um a microtransactional element to a lot of them um but for the most part you don't have to pay for those Mm. things like mobile games probably be things like get more lives or get more cooldown on gem, stuff. Yeah, less cooldown or whatever. Yeah. But for the most part, like these things are optional when it doesn't necessarily in, inhibit your game that much. But things like what they're doing with Diablo Immortal is just, is, is ridiculous. And I think that had someone not gone, hey, uh, it costs $110,000 to fully upgrade your character, I think most people just been like, well, I'll just ignore the microtransactions. Mm. Like, it's no biggie. But that number is so obscenely large. It's a good headline, isn't it? Yeah. That it, it's just, it brings, like, everything into perspective. Like, mm. that is too much money for one person to have ever spent on a game. Like, a free-to-play game is not free-to-play the minute you spend, you know, $10 on it, let alone $110,000 is a ridiculous amount. And the fact that they've put that in there and kind of hidden it in the form of smaller microtransactions is disgusting as a business practice. Like it's it's gross and it's aimed at the naive and the impulsive and those who are who will get into this kind of thing and will spend a lot of money. It takes advantage of those people, yeah, it does who, people. who don't like who haven't really got anyone to protect them from this in this game there's no one in this game that says you know oh i think you spent too much money on our game yeah. have you you know have you have you got this much money in your bank account to spend on our game that you want to win these laws are already an issue with gambling like no one is there to protect people who have got gambling addictions and things like this do not help like i mean it's not the same loot box is obviously much worse in terms mm. of like gambling but still there's no one there to protect these people from spending this amount of money on a game if they become addicted to the game yeah and again it depends to what extent it does give you an advantage or to what extent you're at a disadvantage if you're not spending money on this game. Like, exactly. I'm I'm not qualified to say how how far it goes down that ro- mm. road, but yeah. Oh, my hair's gone crazy in my hood. Um but yeah, I I do think that it's it's not great and there's there's no one to protect these people from from spending this much money on it. And I think that is where morally like free to play with microtransaction games don't quite hit correctly because there is no laws against them and there's no laws to force game companies to protect gamers who may spend too much money on a game that they don't have like i remember this video from years ago now like 10 years ago on youtube of a woman who confronted her husband who was disabled and didn't have anything else to do this time who'd spent like ten thousand dollars on candy crush Gosh. And I remember like it was like she she'd filmed like her kind of like 
what's the word, confronting him about it. Mm. And he was like really upset and angry and defensive, but like he didn't, he didn't have anyone to stop him from spending $10,000 on a game that's so easy just to go like, well, it's just, just $10, it's mm. just $10. So I think that that's the thing is that these are dangerous for a lot of people. I mean, people might get like, I'm overacting, but I might not have an issue with it, but someone else is like, friend or like brother or uncle or sister or whatever might end up spending too much money they don't have on it and that's where the issue comes with microtransactions and free-to-play games that are so easily accessible is just there's no there's no buffer for those people to see how much money they're spending in one go Mm -hmm. so so yeah i don't think they're great in fact i think they suck they do they do suck uh, for those unfamiliar, Diablo Immortal is the free-to-play MMO that was recently released by Activision Blizzard, or specifically Blizzard, I suppose, mm. that they are one and the same. Mm. Uh, it's just a continued downward spiral, really, for Blizzard. Um, they used to be a gold standard studio up there with Valve. Everything they made, people paid attention to and was spectacular and really well-received and everyone loved it. This is just another in a series of unforced blunders seemingly driven by greed Mm. and decisions made probably a way, way above the pay grade of anyone who actually made this game. Yeah. Uh, But it seems to just be stuffed full of things that people don't like. It's a a bastardization of everything Diablo. Um, It's not what fans wanted. From what I understand from having a little read around, because I'm not a huge Diablo fan, I think I played a bit of three, but that was it. Yeah. Um, the microtransactions and that kind of stuff is is really light to begin with. It's when you reach sort of level 50 plus that it gets way more egregious and way more aggressive uh, with its monetization. So sort of when you reach the end game and it's like, okay, well now if you want to do literally anything, you've got to give us all your money. Right. Mm. Uh, so you can get quite a lot of time out of this game without having to spend any money at all. Uh, but that being said, obviously it is, it's a free-to-play model, albeit taken to the extreme seemingly. But this isn't necessarily what fans want from Diablo. No. And it's, they've gone about it in a way where they feel lied to because uh, certain developers said there would, be, there would be nothing of this sort and then there's loads of it. Uh, but then he's coming and out and defending himself saying, well, that's not quite what I meant, but it's still kind of what he meant. Mm. Um, you're right. It's very predatory to people. Uh, who who perhaps are vulnerable and it can fall quite easily in, into this trap, uh, especially if it's a series that they love that hasn't done anything like this before. It's like, oh, it's the new Diablo. Oh, I've got to pay more money. Okay, I've got to pay more money. Fine. And then it's a slippery slope and that can get really dangerous. It's also completely broken PvP-wise, apparently, because the so-called whales that people come across, so people who have just spent a load of money on it, absolutely destroy people's endgame teams with no no sweat whatsoever mm. uh, it's it just seems i mean i don't know what they were thinking uh there's no surely no way this can be rectified because that's the entire model this game is built upon the only way it's going to stop is if people stop playing it but as it stands i don't know how many people are playing it mm. um and obviously blizzard is huge and the diablo name is huge and has a huge following so a lot of people will be playing this game even if they don't realize quite how horrible it is yet mm. uh i have absolutely no intentions to play this game but i just don't understand what it's going to take or if there's because they're approaching sort of a sort of uh cd project <clears throat> excuse me cd project red 
Musk style uh, PR disaster nightmare Going from, from, I mean, from great, right, well, exactly yeah, yeah that everything that they put out will have a huge question mark over it from now on I don't know what people are expecting from Diablo 4 mm. I mean things crashed and burned a lot like with me for Activision Blizzard when they you know had all of those sexual assault of scandals course, and yeah. all of the horrible workplace thing and everything they've done since then mm. and before then is just a pile of flip mm. like it's just big old pile of flip big old pile of flip Thing with Diablo as well, you talk about the community, people getting really into it. I believe mm. it was one of the Diablo games was in our list of most expensive in-game items. Uh, yes, people yeah. spending tens or possibly hundreds of thousands of dollars on an item. Now, admittedly, that's a minority. Your standard, mm. your average player isn't going to be like, oh, I'm going to buy that super rare sword for $100,000. But there are is. people out there who do that. And mm. uh, so number one, that probably helps blizzard justify to themselves like see people do it mm. uh, and number two again you talk about people who are perhaps susceptible to this kind of practice there are people in that community who yeah all right aren't going to go for that most expensive video game item ever but are somewhere on that scale where they they care about diablo that much and the sort of rare drops and things like that that they might be you know likely to start spending money on this yeah um, yeah yeah, absolutely. Blizzard continues to fall further and further from grace in the eyes of their players, which are the very people that support them. It's all it's one thing us sitting here as people who don't really play Blizzard mm -hmm. games going, ah, oh, well, that's a shame, isn't it? But it's yeah. another thing actively turning away your rabid fan base. That's that's mm -hmm. not good. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you are playing Diablo Immortal, please let us know what you think of it. Um, as I said, from what I understand, it's actually quite playable for the first 30 or so hours so you may well be enjoying yourself but yeah. uh we'd love your thoughts anyway right we're an hour and a half in yeah it's time for the big discussion oh it's big discussion time time for the big video game discussion discussion big discussion time uh it comes courtesy of richard major who says hey bap ups and downs from the hashtag state of play please peace and love richard so we've got a little list here of the games that were shown off. We don't have to talk about them in great detail, obviously. But before we hop in, did you guys watch the State of Play? Yes. Mm -hmm. What did you think on the whole? I thought... You thought it was, did you thought it was good? I thought it was not too long, which was nice. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a decent mix of things yeah. that I was interested in and was not interested in. I think it was one of the better ones they've done. Me also. I think it was better. It was better than average. Yeah. Uh, the state of plays are usually a quite hit and miss. Mm. Yeah. They're big showcases that are the ones that you want to tune into. Yeah. yeah. There were some like actual gems in this where you're like, oh, that looks really good. I'm mm. really glad I've seen this tonight kind of thing. But yeah. Still some stuff that I was like, no thanks. Yeah. But. Didn't have too much of the what's usually in there, which was Five, five Nights at Freddy for a start, which yeah. feels like it's yeah. been in every single one. Usually State of Play feels like it's just a big marketing agreement. Well, obviously all these things are, including yeah. Summer Game Fest, but it felt especially like we'll be hearing from our third party partners, yeah. whatever you know the lady mm. says during the, <laughs> during the State of Play. And it's always just the same handful of games that we've seen a thousand times before. Where it's just yeah. literally a contractual obligation that this has to be yeah. here let's tick that box and show this game this didn't feel like that this time no it's actually there was some really interesting stuff and some debuts which i there found some quite surprises exciting. as well like i didn't kind of think we were going to get some of the stuff that we got which was quite interesting like mm. I, a lot of it, i was like huh where's all that coming and Do you want to kick us off then sure should i just talk about what i liked or so we got a which I'm not that interested in. No. 
which no, is a thanks. dating game and also an action game. Like a sort of JRPG. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming to PS4 and PS5. Um, Find Love. Did you write these? Or? No, it's a combination of uh, copy from a uh, website and also some details that I added. The line says, because why can't we all find love while at the same time uppercutting demons in the face? Yeah, exactly. Uh, why can't we? Developed because by a fan of Persona two, 5. Two of my least favorite genre. <laughs> <Yeah. one. laughs> developed by a fan of Persona 5 by Studio Psy. Yes. So this is actually Persona inspired, mm. this game. Um, and the there was a tweet embedded in the article from the person who's making it saying in, in 2008, 16 or whatever it was i played persona 5 and that and then i started making a game about it and so this if you like persona there's mm. a good chance that you may end up really enjoying this it looks a bit too uh what's the right way of saying this jrpg for yeah. me uh mm. more so than persona does which seems crazy because it's set in japan yeah uh, but this seems a bit too, maybe anime is the correct term it's yeah. a bit too anime for me but I, you mean. I will watch it with interest as a fan of persona mm-hmm mm. Uh, next, we had Season, A Letter to the Future, which oh, was... I really liked doesn't this. Doesn't it look lovely? Kind of lovely, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it's very... Uh, so this is the one um, where it was a person who's kind of cycling around quite a stylized world, taking pictures, doing audio recordings of things. Mm. But there was this kind of ambiguous sort of world building stuff going on where they were talking about the season and what and happens when it ends yeah, yeah. yeah. I think of, the caption is something like the end before a new beginning or something, right. something like that mm. and there was some sort of non-human humanoid there were two like giant people on a table yeah. and like three normal sized people mm. which is kind of so it's it's not um, I don't know it's not set in the real world certainly it's not just cycling around taking pictures you're in some sort of fantasy-ish world but yeah it looks really relaxing mm. i'm kind of i i want to see more from this and then i, I may well give it a go i think yeah, yeah. it looked lovely look very chill i did mm. like the look of that from scavenger studios yes uh horizon forbidden west is getting new game plus uh something called outfit swaps and then you can do some skill respec as well can you explain outfit swaps? Uh, basically obviously there's outfits will have different specs but if uh, you want okay. your outfit to look like one of the other ones you right. can basically just reskin so you can equip the, the stats of one and onto the, a, one that you like. The, visu- the yeah. visuals of another. So if you don't aspect. like having like the big headdresses and stuff, you can just wear the other outfit. That's nice. Yeah, That's which good. is nice. I, I like that. There was ultra hard mode as well, wasn't there? Yeah, ultra hard as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm, not going to yeah. do that. <laughs> uh, should I just run through these VR games that, yeah, that, that we're here as well? Load, load uh, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, uh, PSVR and PSVR 2. This is a sequel that's coming, by the way. And mm-hmm. the first one's meant to be very well received. Have you played it on? I haven't, but I've heard lots of good things about it. Yeah, it is on my, like, like again, it's on my list of on things Metacritic, to play. So it's meant to be pretty good. Yeah. I thought this looked graphically slightly lacking, but mm-hmm. I guess you have to account for the fact that they're trying to process a virtual reality world. So maybe you know they they make cutbacks elsewhere i also think that a lot sometimes uh vr games look better in vr than they do like when you just plaster it on a screen because obviously you have to stretch it yeah Yeah, yeah. and the walking dead is very beige yeah so that probably didn't help much Uh, no man's sky is getting a psvr2 port it says sequel in the writer but that's not right it's just getting a psvr2 version i think it's already on psvr so that makes sense ashton horizon call of the mountain yeah, we got I, a PSVR two trailer for this. This might make me buy a PSVR two. Okay, mm-hmm. this is the only thing I've seen so far. Where I'm like, I need a PSVR two to play mm-hmm. this. I'm really excited. It's a new character called Reyes or Reyes, um, who's a former Shadow Kaja, who's like going up the mountain to like redeem themselves. Um, there's like 
full on combat and climbing and you are fighting the machines that you've seen in Horizon before. Like it's, it, I didn't expect it to be that kind of like combat heavy. Yeah, I was quite surprised. So I'm quite excited to um, to play that game. Um, apparently Aloy's in it as well. You might meet her in VR so I can like touch her face. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah, this is the only one that I either hope that they bring to Oculus or bring to Steam or like might. I might have to buy a PSVR 2. I obviously see how it comes out because I don't, I'm not going to buy a PSVR 2 on launch. Mm. Um, so, oh man, it looks good there. I'm re I really am excited for it, but I, I just need to. I did wonder about the combat. It looks really good, but I did wonder how the combat works because they were sort of trying to dodge attacks and I wonder if it may be it locks you in like with a certain enemy and then Maybe. You, you just have to swing left or right. Because mm. if it's if it doesn't lock you in and you're just in a 3D world with like monsters running around, how do you like roll out of the way of like a huge swiping attack? I think there must be some kind well, of... Well, there is a, a VR Half-Life Alex mod mm. that you're like fully in like combat and I was crouched like fully down like behind a box, like shooting out the corner of it. So there is like a lot of room for kind of that movement in mm. VR, but obviously you have to have the space for it. Yeah. And with PSVR 2 being still plumbed in to the PlayStation VR with a wire, um, obviously you have to see if that's something that's feasible, which is kind of one of the other issues. I don't know if I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Um, Maybe you can sort of dodge roll with a controller. You might be it able might to, be yeah. You might be like... But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Like yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for that. So we'll have to see how that comes out um, when it comes out, but... Well, it's really good. Mm -hmm. Resi Village also getting a VR2 port. Mm. Uh, absolutely not for me. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no. uh, appreciate it. That, that sort of demonstrates, though, how hard it is to do trailers for, for VR because you sort of look at that, and apart from the fact that it is bobbing a bit, mm. and at one point, like, you saw them, like, oh, they, ha they picked up a little gem with their fingers, didn't yeah. they? Mm. Apart from that, it... It just looked like Resi Village. Yeah, uh, it's the, it was the, the the smashing of the windows or the like the display case oh, that, yeah. that was like, oh yeah, you can't do that in a game. Yeah. No. You just sort of you just sort of, yeah. sort of in its general direction, <laughs> sort of rifle butt. Yeah. yeah, so hard hard to show it over a trailer, but I'm sure it's very good. Yeah, I'm certain it will be. Ashton did a good tweet after that. Did you? Did you yeah, see the tweet? I said I was going to motorboat Lady D. Of course you are. Yeah. Yeah. We all are. We, we all are. are. We all are. Excellent. We she got... literally says in the trailer, be careful what you wish for, because yeah. everyone has wished for virtual reality with Lady <laughs> D, and yeah. now Here she's going is. to kill you. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also got the Callisto protocols from uh, the creator of Dead Space. When it was first on the screen, I was like, is this Dead Space? Is mm. this? And then there was like the Callisto protocol, and I was like, what's this? And what is it? But yeah, it is very Dead Space. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen it before or was announced before but um, we've got the gameplay trailer which looks very interesting bit spookums looks very spookums I think we're very see are we seeing some more this weekend at the at various showcases might be, I think. Yeah. might be yeah I thought I think I might have read that but I'm not sure don't know you can see how Dead Space it is even from like he's got a health bar on his back seemingly which mm. is what mm. you had in Dead Space down your spine well, in fairness it was horizontal Dead Space is one of the best horror IPs and until yeah. Yeah. very recently they've done absolutely nothing with it and shut down the studio mm -hmm. so why the hell not go make yeah. your own one yeah yeah looks great I, I'm tempted to give that one a go it will be Spookums but yeah, it looks really good uh, Tunic which uh, we're already aware of. James has been playing it, hasn't yes. he? On, yeah, he Xbox has Game on stream. Pass. But, um, so uh, that is going to be on PS4 and PS5 uh, on September the 27th. It's that one with the little Zelda fox. 
which apparently, so I've not played that and I was tempted by it, but it's got, um, it's meant to be a bit, a bit difficult, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I yes. think James was surprised by how difficult Like the it was. combat, I think, is, it's the Dark Souls of Fox games. Fox I think. Zelda games. That's definitely the comparison that should be made. Yeah. Because it's a bit hard. It is a bit hard, yeah. yes, confirmed. We've got Rollerdrome. Yes, Rollerdrome looks fantastic mm. visually. Yeah. I'm a big fan of how it looks. It's made by the same people who did Ollie Ollie World. I think they're called Roll7. Um, yeah. Which are really good skateboarding games that I've never gotten into, but I think Ollie Ollie World 2 released recently to really, really good reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they know how to make a good sort of uh, arcade style game. It looked fantastic mm. but i don't know that it's for me necessarily yeah mm. if there's any kind of and i don't think there will be but if there's any kind of single player stuff to it mm. uh like just challenges and stuff i'd be up for giving it a go but i suspect it's just going to be a multiplayer um you know like pve kind of pvp thing so yeah you're on roller skates by the way you are uh, and it's uh coming to ps4 and ps5 and pc on the 16th of august so pretty soon actually mm. mm-hmm we had Final Fantasy 16, yes. which was very Final Fantasy, wasn't yeah. it? It was. They're proper. They've gone back to the sort of medieval times. Yeah, the fantasy, the fantasies rather yeah. than the moderns or the futures. My, and rather stuff than the finals, it's more the fantasy. Precise. Yes, exactly. Mm. Uh, it's coming summer 2023. Despite me not being a Final Fantasy fan, and I still won't be playing this. I'm not about to say I'm going to this <laughs> ago. But I at least I really liked all the kind of monster designs and or gods. Some of them, I guess, were all yeah. So those are summons. Oh, summons. This, they're all summons. Are they? So this is yeah, right. a game that's going to focus on the summons from that that are constant throughout all of the games. Mm. You know, your 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 Shiva, your Ifrit, your your Bat Bahumit, your yeah. Bahmet, all the all the big spooky things. They kind of played with it in 15 because you could summon those and they were gigantic god-like creatures yeah. that that would come down into the open world and they were quite a visual spectacle uh, but now it seems to yeah the entire narrative is is centering around uh, how that influences this world mm-hmm. that the 16th one is set in so that seems quite interesting um it visually looks great as well yeah. so i I'm, I'm looking forward to that some excellent choral music <laughs> oh, they, love, they love a bit of ha hi ho ha it was, they? It was they good i like that. the ha hi ho ha's very um, good then we've got Street Fighter 6. Mm. We've got our first, first look at gameplay. Um, we've got, remember that logo? That logo's still there. But it's there. different. Yeah. I think it's different, isn't it? I thought, I thought with every fiber of my being that when they were going to show the logo at the end, it was going to be different. But it was, it was. if it's not exactly the same, it's still similar yeah, enough. Yeah, it's very similar. It was like, but... oh man, because all the rest of the text that was coming up was like blue and yellow. And I was yeah. like, come on, just show a new logo. Like, no. No, they're yeah, doubling same down. Logo. Um, but it looks good. A lot of Street Fighter fans have been really like hyping it up on Twitter. I've seen a lot of people like really excited it's got a about it. It's so yeah. you can, urban. You can walk around this. Yeah. It's like a yeah. New Donk City from yeah. Mario. It's like what? If, what if we made a Street Fighter city and called it Punchville? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could go around and just fight people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, interesting new approach. I am not nearly good enough at fighting games for this to appeal to me, but it, it, I, I applaud their new direction. Mm, I sure. like just seeing what fighting games are like nowadays because I used to be a big Tekken fan, still sort of am. Uh, played a bit of Soul Calibur as well back in the day. And like, even though I'm not up to date now on fighting games, seeing how they look now is just mm. great, like how far they've come. So I like that, I like watching it. Uh, we've got Spider-Man Remastered and Miles Morales. Um it's uh, heading to PC on August yep. 12th. 
Yeah. The mods are going to be um, crazy. They are. Did you see that guy that sword his uh, Spider-Man PlayStation 4 in half. Yeah. No, because, I didn't see um, that. He was really angry that it's coming to PC. Oh, so he sword his PlayStation in half. Yeah. The silly, silly little he man. On that or that or is how embarrassing small for him. BP energy. Why would you do that? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. Game I'm very excited about oh. was announced. Um, yes. We've already seen it before. We've seen some clips of it. And I've been thinking about this game since the minute I saw it last year's showcase. Get that gameplay. Stray, we've got to see Stray, and it's coming out next month, mm-hmm. like July nineteenth. Yeah, really soon. Um, from Annapurna Interactive, they publish some great games. They Annapurna. do. They have like a lot under their belt that's like really interesting. They're trying mm. some cool stuff, so I'm really excited for this game, yep. and I will be playing it the second it comes out. As yep. a not cat person, I'm really excited for this game, mm. despite that. Like, I've- it looks amazing it's like visually kind of has quite an interesting kind of look to it as well like a lot of neon and obviously like something's gone wrong (laughs) the The, robots are scared of the cats the The, humans are dead the pacing of it reminds me of kind of inside like Mm. limbo little nightmares kind of thing like even though it's third person rather than side scroller it looks like and there there was actually some more kind of action-packed stuff where there was like combat and like you're having to like run away from stuff but i suppose you get that in those side scrollers too but yeah it yeah. looks like that kind of exploring the world quite minimal presentation like no hud seemingly mm. um and yeah i can't wait for that he had the hat on at one point that was pretty cute yeah. can't remember. i did a little squeal they had a little hat on did you yeah a squeal. Quite excited mm-hmm. Finally, we had Resident Evil 4 Remake, which we have talked about at great length. Uh, We have some more details here, though. It's coming to PS5 on the 24th of March next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have anything else you want to say about that, Peter? Not really, no. Um, Other than I thought the trailer was a bit weirdly disjointed. There were like three different bits, and it would sort of fade to black and show like splash screens in between. And Mm. then it it was odd the way they just did the overall presentation of that. But. I thought it was a bit of a muted trailer. Kind yeah. Of, uh, yeah, it wasn't... The fact that it exists is the exciting part, mm. the confirmation, but I didn't think the trailer was particularly It wasn't good. that good, actually, no. Um, I've seen some interesting side-by-sides people have done where they've taken uh, stills from the, the trailer and shown yeah. this is clearly this place. Um, and I'm hoping we see more of a kind of a proper trailer, maybe even a bit of a gameplay trailer at the Capcom uh, presentation. Maybe, but yeah. Looks good. Mm. Uh, I'm excited for it. So it might be one of my games of the year next year, potentially. Yeah. We'll see. It's exciting. It was a pretty good show, though, on the whole. Yeah. And the the years don't stop coming and the fun don't stop. The party don't stop because it's Summer Game Singular Fest and also an Xbox conference. And then a, 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 you get to do Xbox homework on Monday as well because they're doing another one. Yeah. And also Capcom is and doing And there's stuff. a wholesome games... Um, showcase as well yeah that's this week and also i think there's uh the pc game one as well and devolver Mm -hmm. and devolver of course devolver doing whatever the hell it is devolver do for every year there'll be stuff having a great time i hope that woman's there there. you guys will know by now but uh we've been warned by uh jeff key three ahead of time not to expect any or many huge 
mic drop announcements, it's mostly going to be stuff that we've already seen. So yeah. we'll mm. see how that goes. But there are going to be a couple of announcements. I think that's been confirmed. So yeah. there will be some new stuff. We are live reacting to Summer Game Fest. We're not live reacting to the other ones uh, because the, one of them is at the weekend and none of us are around. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other one, we're not entirely sure what's going to be happening. But Summer Game Fest, Thursday evening, we will have live reacted. And our live reaction should be on the VOD channel now if you want to watch yeah. it back mm -hmm. uh, alongside the original thing. But it's time for us to go. Uh, let us know what you thought about all the stuff we discussed today. And you can find us in a variety of places. Peter's going to start telling you where. YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. It's where all of our live streams and video content go out. When we're streaming on both YouTube and Twitch, and also sort of co-streaming on Facebook. What's it called? Not co-streaming. Restream. Restreaming. Um, we are modded by Lord Rotovich, Trowling Badger, and Mr. Black. Uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, Part of the package there is a Twitch sub. It's no extra cost. It's just in there. And you can spend that on us and you'll get all the benefits. We'll, I think, benefit financially as though you were actually paying for it. And uh, something about Amazon. Don't know. Twitter.com yes. and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. You can go there for video and live stream announcements, legacy video content, occasional live things on Facebook. Fraser looks after Twitter and Facebook for us. Thank you very much. Uh, Fraser also deals with our TikTok, which is TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump. He's on there alongside Ashton Matthews. It's great. Um, I guess we've not had as much content on there over the past couple of weeks because you've been away and yeah. Fraser's been a bit busy, but there will be more. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump is where you can go for all of our Patreon tiers. You can ask questions on this podcast. You can sponsor weird news and do other things as well, like get early access to weirdest and worst games ever. Uh, Personalised video messages from us. There's loads. Go and have a look. We have a website, shippleje.mup, that's shippleju.mp, it spells jump. If you want to join our Discord and chat with our community, why not go to shippleje.mup forward slash Discord. On Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowise. Never tell you to do something, bloody well do it. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast in its audio form, so maybe you're off to Wales this weekend and yeah. fancy listening to it on your way. I don't. Why not go to up forward slash podcast? If you want to catch up with the live stream VODs that we do, we do lots of live streams per week and you might miss one, so don't never fear. We're uploaded at up forward slash VODs. If you want to get a cameo from us three or James Jenkins, why not go to triplejail.mup forward slash cameo. We'll wish you happy birthday or maybe we'll just tell someone that you want to break up with them if that's what you sure. want. Sure, not be asked to do that yet. No. But. Um, to buy some sick and cool merch, why not go to triplejumpshop.com and buy some cool merch. Oh, you guys are it's both sporting some merch. I think it is. Um, there. And if you follow at triplejumpshop on Twitter, you'll be alerted to the all of the next merch releases if you're following them on Twitter. Yeah, so you there. should go do that. Do it now. Do it. Why not follow Peter Austin and Ashton Matthews on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. Blaze it. On, on YouTube. Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. Blaze it. On YouTube. And the other streams being solo streams on Twimch. Uh, worst Games Ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday and we do shows all the flipping time. So come on by. Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. This week is a Worst Games Ever week, isn't it, Peter? It is. Uh, it's Both words are wrong on here. Uh, it says Looney Tunes. Uh, L-O-O-N-Y. It's supposed to have an E in it, apparently. Yeah. Looney. 
uh, and it's Looney Tunes, T-U-N-E-S, which makes no sense. Why isn't it no, tunes? Because they're cartoons. But Looney Tunes, worst games ever, is available. Uh, is that really not how you spell it? And yeah. also, that's not Ashton's fault because that's how I wrote it. On no, the I saw it on the spreadsheet. <laughs> okay, I was going to say I was corrected on the spreadsheet. it on the spreadsheet. Did I, you? I don't know if I noticed tunes, but I noticed Looney and corrected it. So clearly, uh, I'm just I'm just a fake fan. Yeah. Big fake fan. Well, I did a review on a Looney Tunes game years ago, so I, that's how I know you it. You know it. Yeah. Um, it also says Summer Games Fest on, <laughs> on here. Oh, I think I, co- I corrected mine on my on my. Document. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's Summer uh, Game Fest on mine. It's more than one game, so I don't know why it's called that stupid name. It should be called Summer's Games Fest. Yeah, yeah. Summer's Games Fests. Um, we will be doing, well, we, depending on what is announced, we might have, been, have done a What Happened At Summer maybe. Games Fest. So if you can't be asked to watch the whole thing, and maybe by Saturday you haven't caught up on it, why not check out that video? If or listen to it on the podcast Or listen to it on the podcast feed. If we do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we'll only be doing it for Summer's Games Fests. Yeah, uh, We won't be doing it for Sexbox. This You've is... been warned. Mm. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. There's just enough time for Ashton to remind you of this week's sponsor. The sponsor this week is, of course, Jeff Keith Reilly's Summer Game Fest. Gamescom opening night. Game Awards. Live. Live E3. Look after yourselves, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 